Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? At the Burlington... Um, the, the, no idea what the f- just happened. East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Superstitious beers. D- d- superstitious beers. How about those freaking pirates? It's a me, a man, Garcia. <laughs> Go Pirate Radio. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And be a part of our show and watch the program on Facebook Live and YouTube. We are there. Give us a like, a subscribe, a follow. And uh, whatever is on your mind, you can jot that down and we'll discuss it here on today's edition of PRL. Got some guests to get to, including Ken Wildington, coming up in about 25 minutes or so. Talk about what's going on here locally and beyond in the world of sports. Patrick Mason, who covers ECU Athletics for the Daily Reflector, will join us in the 4 o'clock hour. A lot of ECU baseball uh, news and notes to talk about with patrick also some pirate football as well coming up in hour two of our show right now the orioles are beating the dodgers six to two on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck and we will talk to mark brown from camdenchat.com about that at around five o'clock so hopefully a recap of that orioles game we'll talk some mlb and speaking of mlb josh moylan trying to make it there now a member of the new york yankees organization we'll talk to the former pirate first baseman about signing the line and what he's up to now in the Yankees organization as he uh, both Josh's going to be uh, hoping to wear the pinstripes one day Josh Moylan and Josh Groves will talk to Moylan coming up in our number three we got Shirley Rhodes here the Chan man intern Danny maybe we'll let Danny Beal hop on uh, in hour three and tag team that interview with Josh Moylan he might have some good questions for him uh, coming up later on in today's show and the big dog here as well as we are rolling on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live all right uh, news and notes Uh, we do have a big uh, big note as we start the show today as the voice Jeff Charles uh, will be inducted into the ECU Athletics Hall of Fame, and uh, that was a Carl Lester Crumpler will be happy. He said if uh, if the voice wasn't inducted this year, there was going to be a problem. So uh, so there there will be no problem there. But uh, I wish Jeff Charles uh, could be alive to accept this and discuss it and enjoy it, and uh, and we could all honor him, but. Uh, his name uh, will be announced, was announced today, along with Justine Allpress, uh, also Rod Coleman, Roderick Coleman, and Seth Manus. That will be the class inducted into the ECU Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, we've talked about it quite a bit around here, but awesome to see the voice's name. We'll be honoring the voice at this year's Pirate Radio football kickoff party coming up Thursday, August 31st at the State Theater. Tickets available online at PR927FM.com for just 10 bucks. It's the party of the year. You get to hang out with the Pirate Nation and hear awesome music from the chairman of the board playing all the hits coming up just two nights before East 
TCU takes on Michigan, 100% of the proceeds will go to the Jeff Charles Scholarship Fund. So come join us for a fun night at the State Theater on August 31st. Get your tickets now for just 10 bucks at PR927FM.com. We'll be honoring the voice there, and he'll also be honored with his Hall of Fame induction, Chandler Honeycutt. Yeah, absolutely. I was very... Um uh very excited to see and get that email um from malcolm today about the inductees and especially the, that very special one and jeff charles and uh i would be lying if i said i didn't get emotional seeing his name pop up and uh some of it uh, most of it was you know enjoy uh you know happy to see him his name in there but uh some of it was sadness because he's not going to be here to accept the uh the induction and uh but I, in my opinion very uh overdue uh for the voice and um i mean it, we kind of had a feeling that this was going to happen that he was going to be inducted and uh it, it was it was the day that we found out that he was officially going to be inducted this uh i think october um but very very excited to one honor the voice coming up august 31st for the pirate radio kickoff party come out to the uh, party of the year and help us uh raise money for the voice and uh coming up in october he will be officially inducted into the ecu hall of fame for the rest of time and Chandler, we are counting down the days to kick off uh, to ECU football and just 45 days on the David Price Construction countdown to kickoff as we get ready for that. 43 days away from the party. We're uh, just over a couple weeks away from the first uh, NFL preseason game, the Hall of Fame game. So I guess 15 days, if my math is right there. Yeah, so football's approaching. <laughs> that is awesome. And uh, looking forward to it all. And uh, we'll be with you right here on Pirate Radio, obviously, with our pregame show, our fifth quarter call-in show, and all of the talk during the week uh, out at practice. Uh, Going to be a lot of fun covering Pirate football for another year here at Pirate Radio. No doubt about it. I mean, there's no coverage. Uh, and I'm not saying this just because I work here, but I'm saying it because I know it, because I work here, but there's no coverage like, uh, there's no ECU coverage. Uh, better than right here at Pirate Radio. Well said, Chandler. I couldn't have said it better myself. There's no better coverage of ECU athletics and especially ECU football than right here on Pirate Radio. And it starts on game day, starting at September 2nd against Michigan, starting at 8 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, fifth quarter coming up. So we're very excited to bring you all the coverage of ECU football 2023. Man, and I, sometimes I pinch myself how lucky I am to sit right here and just watch you say those words. You are quite the wordsmith, and to put it all together and paint that picture, it's a beautiful thing. Well, thank you. You got it. Chad Pike has bought his uh, 50-50 raffle ticket. Uh, so he is ready to go. Bought it uh, the first day and ready to go for that big raffle where uh, yeah. uh, he could end up being a big winner. And that is uh, something else we are excited about as well. So we, uh, we got a ton going on. Yeah, got a lot going on as we approach uh, football season. Uh, a lot of it has to do with Jeff Charles. So help us uh, honor him and donate money and yeah, be a part of that raffle. You'll ha- have a chance to win $10,000 uh, and it'll be at UBE. So uh, help us raise money for The Voice, the uh, future Hall of Famer, uh, Jeff Charles. Surely, uh, no O's baseball tonight on Pirate Radio. They're playing the Dodgers right now and up 6-3 to three in the fourth inning on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. Uh, but do we have anything special running tonight on Pirate Radio? We do. Uh, we are going to have the premiere 
of IMO, better known as In Max Opinion. It's a new uh, podcast with Coach Mac McCarthy, and uh, his guest is uh, going to be Brian Medor. So, uh, and I was here when they taped it, and it is a very entertaining uh podcast where uh, coach mac and brian talk about uh different factions of uh topics covering ecu athletics and uh also a little bit about how brian became the brian meador that we know today so uh it's a fun Boy, uh, podcast probably a disturbing story <laughs> No, not a disturbing story. It was actually rather entertaining. I love listening to Midor talk. He's got a ton of stories, and uh, he shares some of those. So we'll have that podcast uh, coming up tonight at 6 o'clock. i uh, got a few internet issues going on in-house here that we are aware of. So Jamie and Kaz and folks, we are aware. And uh, we'll send Chandler to the to the roof and see if he can figure it out for With us. With some tinfoil. Yeah, and uh, just kind of stand in a certain position, Chandler, for the next three hours, and maybe we'll be all right. I've, I've been up there so many times that the birds know who I am when I get up there. They're like, hey, you're back. And I'm like, yeah. You talk to birds? Uh, I talk to the birds. Do you wish you could the talk? The bird is the word. bird is the word. Do you wish you could talk to animals? What animal would you want to talk to? If there was if one animal you can talk to, what is it? I can only talk to one like species of animals, but I can talk to them all. Yep. Every- I mean, obviously, it would be dogs because you just come across them every day. Right? I mean, I, I guess birds as well. Yeah. But they like fly by. You're like, hey, what's hey, up? They're like, and they're like, nothing much. They're like, gotta go. So I just like, think that if you could, go. if you had to, if you could hear dogs, it would just be a bunch of hyper kids. Yeah. yeah clip, clip, clip. Clip. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Clip. And, and Are you if, watching? If Are you watching? If they weren't young and hyper, it would be really depressing to talk to the old dogs that are in, you know, poor health. And hey, I remember when I was a puppy. I just, Basically, they're mully on four legs. <laughs> oh, you said it. I oh, love you, Mully. You said it. <laughs> oh. I did. Hey, buddy. Great day. You want to go for a walk? Oh, is it a, is it a great day? It's I want to say. It's I mean, a is great that supposed day. to be funny? Have you stuck your head out the window today? Am I supposed to chase that damn ball again? No, you, you go get it. Can't you figure out something else for us to do? <laughs> is that all the treats you're going to give me? <laughs> is this all you're going to put in my bowl today? I did a number one and a number two, and this is all you're going to give me for a treat. I got to be honest, man. That sounds like a dog. I'm not. <laughs> like That sounds like a, like a bulldog of some variety. They just didn't want to move like he's just lazy. Hold out your hand all you want. I'm not going to shake it. Maybe an old hound dog. Yeah. Just droopy face. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, and it's taking up space in the corner slot in the, in the couch, you know? Oh, total couch hog. Yeah, total couch hog. What have we learned today? Uh, Molly is a dog. Aging dogs (laughs) are Mike Mullis and speak like Mike Mullis. All right, so there's that. Uh, let's see, anything else going on in the EC world? Still waiting on the play-by-play voice, who's going to be named, yeah. speaking of uh, Jeff Charles. And I uh, thought that announcement would be coming at some point this week. Maybe it still will. And by the way, you might have said this. I don't think so. Uh, but I thought about this when I saw the email, and I said, Jeff's got to be in here. And then I saw Jeff was in there, and I was like, man, I hope there's somebody else in this induction and this class but no jeff's up there going what in the world no leonard henry we'll have to wait another year for clinton native leonard henry to get into the hall of fame yeah and no pd pablo either dang it with freakily freakily 
Freakily. And Timberland. Timberland. Uh, I know uh, Jeff has been uh, on his soapbox over the years when it comes to getting Leonard Henry in the Hall of Fame. That'll have to wait another year. But Rod Coleman uh, joins Seth Manus, uh, the voice. So that is the class for the uh, 2023 East Carolina Hall of Famers. All right. Uh, so we got Ken Wallington, Patrick Mason, Mark Brown, and Josh Moylan coming up on today's show. The O's have put up a touchdown now on the Dodgers. It is seven to three. Pittsburgh with a seven to five lead over the Guardians. When is uh, let's see when Gav is scheduled to pitch again? Got to be soon. Got to be maybe tomorrow. Intern Dan says it's Friday. <laughs> I just love that intern dan <laughs> kind of like lieutenant dan let's see hey lieutenant dan intern dan is correct you he'll ain't be facing, got no legs lieutenant dan he'll be facing the fields uh so an opportunity for gavin williams and uh jeff hoffman maybe throwing in the same game as it'll be guardians and phillies coming up friday in cleveland how yeah. about uh oh, i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you channel <clears throat> but how about the orioles when i was watching their game yesterday um, and I, I know that they lost, so I think it might be two. But they were a game behind the Blue Jays, I believe, for the – who was it? The Blue Rays. The Blue – oh, Tampa Bay, um, who Sean Armstrong plays for. Um, but uh, they're a game out of first place in the AL East. When's the last time you heard that in terms of the Orioles? And the cellar dwellers are the two that have always been typically at the top, the Red Sox and the Yankees. Yeah, all the teams in the division have a winning record right now, including the uh, bottom-feeding New York Yankees at 50-46. and 46. O's are 20 games above 500, had an eight-game winning streak before losing two in a row to the Dodgers, but uh, winning right now. And if they win and the Rays lose tonight, let's see who uh, Tampa has on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Uh, they're actually playing the Rangers and losing to the Rangers right now. So by the time we talk to Mark Brown at 5 o'clock, the Orioles could be tied for first in the AL East. And uh, it appears we got some postseason O's baseball coming your way on Pirate Radio. Come on, baby. <clears throat> For the first time in a very long time. So uh, that'll be going on with all of our football coverage. I don't have nothing to say about that. You got anything to say about anything? I'm just excited about O's postseason baseball on Pirate Radio. Are you? Yeah. Are you faking it? Be honest. Yeah. You're faking it a little bit? I'm excited about football. We got the the big dog and I are in a uh, keeper league and we're working out. Kind of did some radical changes this off season, so we're uh, preparing for our draft and things like that. Seeing more and more NFL news and notes. Uh, we are in arrest season, injury season, and holdout season. And is isn't it next week where teams report to training camp? Yeah. So I'll be seeing some videos of panthers arriving to the dorms at uh wofford college in spartanburg south carolina so that's going to be very uh exciting to see and the next thing you know our beloved teams will be playing in preseason football games and then before you know it it'll be september 11th and we will be uh kicking off the season in the uh, in the regular season y'all got the falcons to start the season off yes <clears throat> we got the uh worst matchup the good dad game of that sunday washington and arizona man i forgot about the good dad games are coming back yeah is it a good dad day on the first week though I, if you had to rank the games to watch and you pick uh one to skip it would probably be washington arizona i feel like there's no good dad games on week one because everybody's fair game 
All right. I think you got to wait till maybe week four or five, and then you can start picking out your good dad games. Everybody's excited early in the season. So it'll be Desmond Ritter versus Bryce Young. <laughs> I mean, that's not exactly a, an exciting game, but it is a division game. And so I, it's I mean, like, usually there's usually like. Um, two rookies facing off against each other i believe that's happening in week two i believe the panthers and houston are going at it uh in week two so um like last year i remember let's see the past two years uh we had sam darnold face off against uh against his former team the very first uh week last year we had remember this baker Baker. mayfield as the starting quarterback in carolina who did he face off in week one the cleveland browns um, and then you're probably thinking, well, oh, Atlanta, Carolina, it's a divisional game, cool. But it's actually kind of significant to me and to Panther fans because one, Frank Reich is in his first year as the head coach in Carolina. He is the first ever quarterback to start a game for the Carolina Panthers, the first ever quarterback to throw a touchdown for the Carolina Panthers. Where was that at? Week one in Atlanta in 1995. It was in the Georgia Dome. And the Falcons beat the Panthers on that day. Panthers went for two, I believe, and didn't get it. Uh, Steve Hill notifies me that it's going to be a Colt McCoy revenge game when (laughs) Washington and Arizona face off. If Kyler Murray's not ready, it'll be Colt McCoy starting for the Cardinals as they are projected to be really bad this year. Colt McCoy still playing football is kind of – that makes me scratch my head. So we talked about this with Bryce uh, Williams yesterday, and every game he started uh, the season for ECU was against either a lower-level FBS team or an FCS team. And he wouldn't come out and say it. And and Bryce is the kind of guy that is going to not look down on any opponent. But we're all human. It happens. Like, I bet you had a lot of guys, especially like 2015, you start with Towson, and you're in the swamp week two. How many guys on that roster are looking forward to Florida as they prepare for Towson? Like 80% of it? 85 90% Absolutely, of it? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so how about as a fan, Chandler, as a observer, would you rather have – and Michigan is very extreme, but if I give you Michigan on the road, Towson at home, and then we could find a happy medium in there somewhere, but uh, which one would you rather play to start the season? I mean, I kind of, from a fan perspective, and I've actually switched this up in the past 15 seconds you've been talking and asking the question, I believe I would want to go ahead and get a win under our belt. I think I would go ahead and start 1-0 against maybe like an FCS or a lower-level FBS school and then go on the road. But then you got to think, or do you want to go ahead and get that big game out of the way, which, I mean, East Carolina is doing this year, going to Ann Arbor, going to Michigan, um, and then you come back home and you play uh, Marshall. So, I mean, I don't know. But that Marshall game is going to be tough. Well, I guess we could use Gardner-Webb, for example. So we'll swap the order. So. Marshall. Instead of Marshall, it's, let's say. No, Gardner-Webb no. I'm saying instead of Michigan for the opener, you get Gardner-Webb. And instead of Gardner-Webb week four, you get at Michigan. Man. Would you flip it? No. I would well, I would want to go ahead and get that big game out of the way. I think it depends on, for me, depends on the type of team you have. I'd be all for going to Michigan if we had uh, Holton Aylers, Keaton Mitchell, C.J. Johnson, and Isaiah Winstead. When you've got a new quarterback coming in. quarterback battle going on. And a lot of unknowns, I'd much rather start with the 
I'll call it a gimme game. We've seen in the past that we have lost uh, gimme games out of the gate with James Madison and notably North Carolina A&T. Early on in the offseason, I could be wrong and be thinking about something crazy, but wasn't there maybe a possibility of East Carolina playing a week zero game? Yes. And I, weren't we in favor of that, of going ahead and saying, all right, plug that week zero game yeah. in and let's get it, get that out of the way. Let's get a win. Let's go to Ann Arbor and win another. I, I would love to do that. I would love, and, and I, I think and I remember I, discussing that. I yeah. would not vote for that every year, but again, in a year where you've There's got so the unknowns on yeah. offense and all the you know, a lot of new players that are going to have to step up, I would welcome that that early quote unquote easy game as Did opposed we get a to a name big on one. that game. What does that mean? What a name on the team that we would have played in that. I thought it would be Gardner Webb just moved to zero. That's what it was. Yeah, okay. I believe. That was the chatter. Okay, I didn't know if it was public. And then I guess you would have, um, if you played week zero, would that mean you get two bye weeks during the season? Because right. that week four would have been a bye, I guess. It would have been open. And then you get an open later in the year. Which I, Gardner Webb would have been at home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. I, it could have it, it been a rare situation where we go on the road. You never know. I know we're not going to Boiling Springs. Is, I mean, we're not going to an FCS team. No, we're not doing that. Yeah, going to James Madison and ODU is different. Well, now it is. Yeah, they're FBS. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chad says more like Frank Wrong. Am I right? <laughs> well, Chad is on fire today. Thank you for that. Tana thrill. Tana thrill. We're back up on uh, YouTube and Facebook. By the way, we're back up on YouTube and Facebook. Thank you, Big Dog. He's not a mully dog. He's the big dog. Um, we haven't talked about DeAndre Hopkins going to Tennessee, have we? We haven't, no. Why do you shake your head and roll your eyes? Because I've got a one, because Chad Moore just made fun of my team, and he's about, we. you mentioned D-Hop, he's going to be like, oh yeah, Tanner Thrill, Tanner Thrill, he loves Tanner Thrill to D-Hop. I've also got a buddy of mine who I grew up with, roommates here at ECU, and he texted me while I was on the golf course the other day when I'm trying to focus on my golf game, and he goes, D-Hop, baby! D-hop. They uh, and I'm have like, right. no O-line. Their O-line is horrible. It's the worst in the league. They have Derrick Henry. When's the last time, and maybe there is one, when's the last time the Titans had like a dominant receiver? A.J. Brown. Would have been A.J. Brown. Correct. That's the answer. That's Before A.J. Brown, when's the last time the Good Titans question. had a dominant receiver? Uh, man. Let's think about the washed-up receivers. And don't can't say Kenny Britt. If somebody says Kenny no. Britt, I'm Washington? leaving. What he was his name? Count. If you have to say what was his name, he doesn't count. <laughs> oh, man. Let me look up Titans 1,000-yard receivers. Don't give me Drew Bennett. Uh, let's see. Single-season records for the Titans. Uh, of recent note, their most uh, yards has been, or this is catches, uh, for a tight end, Delaney Walker. That Delaney is not Walker. a good sign. You had Derek Mason in the 2000s, Drew Bennett in the 2000s. My goodness, this is bad. Kendall Wright had one good year. Good Lord. The answer would be A.J. Brown. Yeah. He did slip my mind before going to uh, the Eagles. Philadelphia. You were talking about Nate Washington. Rashard Matthews had 945 yards in 2016. They have been atrocious when it comes to the receiver position. They do love washed-up receivers, though, if you don't remember, but Randy Moss was a Titan. Andre Johnson ended his career as a Titan. Jamie's got one. 
Titans, where used up receivers go to die. See Julio Jones. Julio Jones. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Robert Woods went there when he wasn't doing good. And well, he was coming off an injury, right? Yeah. So, uh, I for all that, are you? Would you take DeAndre Hopkins this year? You got to take him somewhere, but you're not gonna. You're gonna wait around a long time for fantasy purposes, right? I don't like it. I mean, I just think they're gonna. I I don't like that team this year. I would take their their under on the over under. Chad says Drew Bennett was a sneaky fast and gym guy. You know what that means? It means he was he the white sucked. guy. He was Caucasian. He was he was a Caucasian receiver. Yep. He says always been a run first team. Now they do have some backs. I mean Eddie they George got, was one of my all time favorites. They got the most recent two thousand yard rusher in Derrick Henry. They got the king. So uh, yeah, Chris Johnson. We're not even talking about him. I mean, they had another two thousand yard rusher, CJ Two K. Chris so. Johnson. Uh, yeah, they have. Uh, they've been able to run the ball, throw the ball, not so much. And what do you part think of that about is quarterback? Just, you know, you talked about the uh, running back disrespect play yesterday, didn't you? A little bit, for sure. In have, terms you, of, have you had any uh, revelations since you talked about? It? What do you mean revelations? Like, have you thought about it anymore? It sucks because it is the practical thing to do if you're NFL teams to draft a running back, play him on his rookie deal and maybe franchise them but it's tough to give that guy a monster second contract because you know you know what the stats say what the history says about running backs when they get worn down and it's not it's really it's it's not fair but it's the reality of it you know should they get their money up front you know i i kind of had that thought too are you saying like should rookie running back deals be more than other positions maybe i'm not sure how you do it but i kind of feel like it's got to be that you got to get there somehow yeah it's like i mean it sounds like football socialism but like you gotta make things equal somehow and get these guys paid maybe for the time that they're investing their bodies into the game when you draft a rookie running back he's on his rookie deal for one year and then you have to make a decision if he, the if, following year but you can't do like one position different than the rest right and I, but again, they already do because the quarterback is treated completely different and the pay scale for linemen on either side of the ball is ridiculous yeah i mean i don't know how you fix it yeah without it's it's, it's, it's an absurd thing would you say that's the mindset of fantasy owners too when it comes to running backs especially in keeper leagues all right I, the running backs are the catchers of fantasy football so there's one Mike Piazza, uh, like one or two, and then there's like one or two really top off. guys, and then there's a drop off. I feel yeah into like a, a, a muddy middle. Kenny says, "Who's throwing the ball in Tennessee? Who is it? Who is it, Chandler? Tannathrill, baby, Tannathrill, Ron Tannathrill. Or they could have Malik Willis, who physically struggles to throw a football, or Well Levis. Uh, he physically well, will or i meant to say or or let's well call him levis. well levis well levis well levis could be the guy Banana he struggles eater. to actually do a football robert says the running back gets hit almost every play quarterback and wide receiver not as much which is why their careers last longer well yeah robert yeah, no, right robert, no duh robert that's what we're considering here <laughs> i see robert like at home in a lab coat doing experiments and he finally cracked the code Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So quarterback hold on just a second. I've got it. Quarterbacks don't get hit as much. Yeah. Here's the receiver beaker. 
<laughs> Wait a minute, they're not getting hit as much. And then he pours into Hold the on. running back. Give me my microscope. Stat, stat. <laughs> and he pours it into the running back beaker, and it just overflows. He's like, man, they get hit a lot. Robert, you are a genius. <laughs> you figured it out that the running back gets hit more than the quarterback and wide receiver. And their careers last longer, those other guys. Wow. Thank you. That Look, we have a smart audience. I'll never deny that. All right, let's take a break. When we return, Ken Watlington joins us. We'll talk about what's going on here locally and beyond and have Ken Watlington's Major League Baseball ballpark power rankings. Everybody's fired up, especially Ken. Uh, We'll do that when we return. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Drive a little and save a lot at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. They have a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles, plus offer service to all makes and models in a state-of-the-art facility. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington or go online at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Kenny Curlings has an idea. I don't know how we would start over and get to this point, but we were talking about Ken Wallington joins us. Hey, Ken. Hey. Running backs. Uh, have you seen them all kind of come together and start their social media complaints about? I saw that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, getting paid, getting those second Get a contracts, respect. and a little R E S P E C T. Great respect uh, to the running backs out there, by the way, and to Mike Schwartz. Um, <laughs> Kenny Curling says all contracts should be base deal and then incentive driven with bonuses. Uh, yeah, but. Are we gonna? How are we gonna re? We gotta, we gotta reset that somehow. Is anybody gonna agree to that? No, no. So that is uh, it's gonna be tough to do. But maybe for running backs, that's that's how you do it moving forward. Who's Washington's running back this year going into camp, which starts unbelievably like at the end of the week? Well, I mean, they got Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. Oh yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. The higher your voice gets, the worse it is. <laughs> Sam, oh, that's not bad. <laughs> Terry McLaurin though is really good. Yep, we got one good player, maybe two. Look, that, we got two. we got a I lot think. of good players. I feel good. <laughs> no, you don't. I really do. Like, <laughs> do you? What's the worst going to happen? They're going to go five hundred again? Exactly. I'm saying though, like, you, well, no, it could get worse than that. I don't think it will. Um, but I heard somebody talking recently about. I don't know if it was fantasy or if it was uh, real life, but anyway, they were talking about this. Uh, this guy only plays three elite defenses this year. Uh, they got so and so, so and so, and Washington. And I was like, "Huh, elite? Are we looked at as an elite defense?" Break out the. You sure about that? And if so, we should win some freaking games. <laughs> eight, eight, and one. It's too early to talk about Washington yeah. and get upset get about depressed. it. Yeah. Well, we could talk about the Braves and also get depressed. Why do the Braves stink? Uh, the second half, they didn't need the, the All Star break should be canceled. They should just kept playing. 
They gave up 16 runs last night. They scored 13. That they did uh, in a loss to the Diamondbacks. So, and when I uh, get a little upset and think, oh, man, they've lost four out of five. Oh, my gosh. They're still 31-9 and nine in their last 40. That's pretty good. Yeah. They would have to really tank for it to get interesting at all. Remember in 2011? Yes. Um, in fact, it was the Red Sox who tanked so bad that the Braves were like overshadowed nationally yeah. and only us Braves fans were <laughs> like I still remember crying it. about it. Yeah, yeah. It was bad. Uh, a, a tank job there. Who was it? The Mets that got him or who came back? Phillies? I think it was the Phillies. Yeah, one of them teams. It was the Marlins. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I forgot to mention this. The assault charges against Weaver have been dropped. Billy Weaver? No. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, Rashad Weaver <laughs> from the Titans. But I did want to set it up for yeah. people to say, wait, what? Very ambiguous. Well, like what it. happened? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jamie says, all-star break teams. All-star break breaks teams. Red's falling off as well. Yeah. The Braves are broken. I mean, <laughs> in- injuries have a lot to do with it. <laughs> They're You're joking, right? It's not been a fun week. <laughs> <laughs> it's been three games. You lost the series to the White Sox. But that's what we do. Well, I lost the series to the A's and won the 10 Sox. or 11 series in a row and then lost the series to the White Sox. Yeah, they got to win tonight. Must win game tonight <laughs> on a random Louise. Wednesday in July. Must win. Speaking of random Wednesdays in July, Ken brought something to my attention I had no idea what was going on. He said, big game tonight in Chapel Hill. Big game. Big game on the pitch. In Chapel Hill. Uh, big match. Sure. Instead of game, maybe. Yes. Uh, Chelsea. It, yes, Chelsea. Chelsea is facing Wrexham. Wrexham, remember Rex in effects? I do. Rump shaker. Uh, rump shaker. Yeah. Yes. New Jackson. Yeah. Uh, so Wrexham <laughs> is famous because there was a documentary about them, which I watched one episode. That's it. And I didn't watch the rest. Really? So I guess I should. Should I watch more? I enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really well done. So Ryan Reynolds, correct? Deadpool and dude from Always Sunny, Rob McElhenney. Okay, uh, purchased outright. Outright, I believe. Yeah, uh, the uh, uh, very low level football club, soccer team. Yep. Uh, over where are they exactly? They're in Wales. Oh, okay. I'm so a Swansea part, City part guy. Part of the UK. Right. Yeah, they're in Wales, where Wrexham is. Okay. And they had a really good season last year. They moved up to the next level, which is still three or four levels below the Premier League. But now they're going to play a Premier League team tonight in North Carolina for some reason. In Keenan Stadium. In Keenan Stadium. And, and I've seen So when I got into the Swansea thing years ago... They played. Um, they played in Richmond. Car- I want to say. I thought they played Carter Finley. Was it in the states? I think so. Okay, maybe uh, so. Maybe a, some type of game happened in Carter Finley. But you see these uh, these like off season friendlies or whatever, yeah. where they'll they'll come over and kind of like the NFL does, but we play regular season games over there in Germany now. Yeah, no. they play uh, some uh, non regular season action here in the states, but that will probably be a packed house just because Chelsea is so popular yeah. worldwide and you've got the Wrexham factor and I'm assuming those two movie stars, celebrities, will be there as well. They are scheduled to be there, so you might, if you're in Chapel Hill tonight, you might see them walking down the street. Maybe they'll stop in at Sup Dogs. You never know. <laughs> yes, you're right. You do never know. Uh, so that's going on tonight on ESPN. Yeah, pretty cool. And what's a little weird about this, too, they converted the turf at Keenan to artificial surface when Mac Brown came back. They covered the artificial surface. So his surface. wheelchair could roll easier on yeah, it? Something like that, right? But they covered the artificial surface with sod now, so now it's 
real grass just for tonight's game. And then they'll take it up and play football this fall back on the artificial stuff. There you go. There's your Keenan Stadium field turf update from Ken Watlington. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, again, there's that's not, cool. not much going on. Yeah. So they're going to throw it on ESPN tonight. And uh, it'll have a lot of interest. So maybe we'll have that on at AJ Murphy's when we play sports trivia tonight, beginning at eight o'clock. Braves will be down twelve to one by then, at least. Yeah. Uh, but who's pitching tonight? Morton. I hear so Charlie Morton won on Friday. Is he I think pitching Morton. again tonight? Morton tonight, Strider tomorrow, I believe. It's probably going to be Morton because you're a little salty here today. You know what I'm saying? Charlie's been pretty good this year. Yeah, he has 10 and 6, 3 2, uh, two zero ERA. Not bad for a 50 year old. He will pitch uh, tonight against the Diamondbacks. Uh, Dodgers trying to climb back in it against the O's. It is 8 to 5 in the sixth inning on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. The Buck. Rangers up 1 0 on the Rays. If the Rangers win and the O's win, the Orioles will be tied for first in the AL East. How about that? That is something to write home about. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's fascinating. <laughs> all right. Um, Braves are nine and a half up still, and we're all like doom and – well, I am. I'm all doom and gloom. Eric says Chelsea's going to smack them. Ain't nothing friendly about the whooping they are going to get. But I believe Wrexham will play a lot of their regulars, and Chelsea will not definitely play probably any of their regulars. So, so still, we'll see. For us uh, Southern Americans that don't know what we're talking about here, right? This would be like Alabama playing their third string, maybe all their five star recruits. There, there's that's Chelsea. Yeah, and Wrexham is uh, UNCW's club team. But no. playing all their best players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of the, the matchup. I wonder, what's the uh, – I need a line on this. I'll, <laughs> I'll see if I can pull it up. Do they do that for, you know, preseason friendlies? Uh, you can bet on anything, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. You can literally we, – we had a story. And even soon in North Carolina. Uh, we had a story where um, you'll be able to bet on the Special Olympics this year. Is that true? That is true as the day is long. The day is long. It is true as the skies are falling on us in eastern North Carolina. Monsoon season uh, outside the Pirate Radio studios. All right, uh, more with Ken Watlington on the way. We're going to get his MLB Stadium power rankings. How many stadiums you been to, Ken? I've been to 16. I've got a definitive top five, and I have a definitive number 16. And then uh, kind of every everything else is everything in between. Good. All right, well uh, we'll get those rankings and uh, whatever is on your mind. You can hit us up on YouTube, Facebook Live, or Twitter. More to go. Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ says daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio. Perfect for some outdoor dining. And there's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock on Wednesday night. 
AJ says live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Wednesday, a work night for Ken Wildington. He has spent a night or two out at AJ's in the past. For I, I live pretty close by there. Yeah. So, yeah, if you ever get a Wednesday off, let us know. I need, I need a bunch of days off. <laughs> All right. Um, so the la- earlier this week, well, let's go back years uh, previous to that <laughs> real quick. So when my daughter was a, a little bitty baby, I watched the first Avatar movie with my my stepkids who are now grown and gone and living their lives but there's a new avatar i say new i think 2022 maybe it came out last year so yeah but i was like hey maybe i should watch this and you know what i should watch it with my daughter like keep right kind of keep tradition so we started it monday night kind of kind of late and about an hour into it i paused it and saw that there were still two hours and 12 minutes left. And I was like, what in the world have I got myself into? And I was like, we'll have to finish this. Let's finish tomorrow night. Last night, I had a couple things to do. We watched uh, another 45 minutes. Somehow, there's still almost two hours left to this movie. It's the longest movie of all time. It's a good movie. I'm entertained. We both are into it. But it's going to end up taking us three nights to uh, to finish. And imagine sitting in a theater. Watching. That's what I was getting to. Like, how do you do that? How does somebody uh, this day and age sit for three plus hours in a movie theater for a movie? One of my coworkers said he went and saw the uh, new Indiana Jones recently. He said the same thing. It was like it was good. It was well done. I enjoyed it. You know, kept up the tradition of the franchise. But it was just too dang long. That is a long time, especially like for if you take kids or whatever. Yeah. To a movie theater. And, popcorn and exactly. drinks and another yeah. pee break and this you miss just, half the movie just walking in and out a great old man rant i tell you what movies are too long old man yells at cloud uh but i was thought about movies earlier because my favorite superhero movie we talk about ryan reynolds would have to be deadpool that's, that's a yeah. that's a great uh great movie speaking of movies you going to see barbie this weekend i am not oh. yourself nah probably not no nah. how about oppenheimer it does look good yeah i'll, I'll see it eventually I couldn't tell you. I'd have to really think about the last movie I saw in the theater. Uh, interns Micah and Danny, do y'all go to the movie theater? Micah is a movie theater goer. Danny is a, eh. What's the last movie you saw in the theater, Micah? Think about it. Let me know. Um, I know mine, for sure. What is it? It was pre-COVID. It was Black Panther. Like the uh, first the original one? one? yeah. Okay. All right. That was what, 2018? 2019? What's Micah got? Oh, she can come up to the mic. Micah to the mic. The Blackening. The Blackening? Yeah, it's a really dumb movie. (laughs) When did that come out? I don't know. Recently, though. So how often would you say you go to the theater? Like once, twice a month, maybe. Okay. I'd say that's pretty frequent. Yeah. All right. You enjoy the experience? Oh, yeah. I like the whole experience. That's why I go. It's three plus hours too long for a movie? Or you're if it's cool a really with it. good movie, I can sit through it. All right, you just—it's like you're. Hey, I'm, I'm buying locked in, in here, locked in. Mm-hmm. All right. Last one I saw was Top Gun, the Maverick. the original in 1987. <laughs> no, 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 Maverick. <laughs> I saw that on uh, at home, and that would have been a pretty cool movie theater there, movie. There's certain movies that I feel need to be watched in a movie theater. For example, Top Gun. Wow. Um, all of the Transformers movies I went to see in the movie theater. Because I just think it has to be. My best movie theater experience of all time that'll never be topped is the original Jurassic Park. I walked out of the theater looking at the tree line 
thinking there would be oh gosh here it comes brontosaurus yeah. is coming out so wow. uh i just I, i'll never be able to what to theater top was that. that can you remember was it here in town it was probably by the old uh carolina east mall yep yep where the uh, academy sports is now so yeah around there yep. right around over that uh, oh i saw titanic in that movie theater the original mm-hmm. like the live footage of the real titanic going down <laughs> i've never seen the titanic movie i already know what happens I, as a matter of fact, I want to say I saw a league of their own in that movie theater too. Ty, Ty, I may have done that as well. Uh, Titanic's a long ass movie too, right? Oh, it's no, very long. Movie. Movie. Let's just the put Irishman long movie. It took two VHS tapes to watch Titanic. <laughs> oh yeah, Irishman. Yeah, I saw that on Netflix. That was like a I just watched it the, over our break and okay. uh, watched all of it. I Any was like, of the Lord of the Rings movies are super long. They're good though, but they're super long. They'll, they'll kill a day, <laughs> or if three. And, yeah, know. if you're bored and, <laughs> yeah. and a Lord of the Rings marathon is on, your your day's done. All right, Ken. Yes, let's get to it. All right. Speaking of things that used to be, take a long time, Major League Baseball games now they're over in a flash. You know, I was uh, at a Braves game this summer uh, out in uh, Arizona, and the game was two hours three minutes i'm like that's it i flew all the way out here for this were, yeah, were you upset you didn't get a your money's bit. worth yeah. no, it was it was a great experience i had, I had fun braves won so that was good but, all right, but yeah well. but it was over like that so ken has been to chase field chase we'll field. see that, where that ends up that's in my his most rankings. recent yeah i like i told you before i got i got a definitive top five or six and i have a definitive last place and everything all else right. is kind of in the middle so and chase no particular order in the middle no particular order give, oh interesting because that's i thought looked at as a one of the best it's but, top 10 i would say okay i've been to 16 now in no order, give us your top five, and then we'll kind of break it down. Do you have a definitive favorite out of the top five? Oh, for sure. I got, I got one, right. two, three, four, five, six actually ranked. So I'll give you my top six in no order. Okay, in no order. Uh, Atlanta, Baltimore, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Chicago. Now, that's interesting because they're all – they're in there for different reasons. Correct. Because with San Fran and Pittsburgh – and I've never been to these, but it's about views, right? It's about yeah, just the water overall, and just like just being immersed in the experience. Wrigley is obviously classic. It is. Wrigley is number three on my list. Okay, I've been to it many, many times. I lived about two and a half hours away from Chicago for a good chunk of my life. So I, you know, on the weekends and there's nothing going on, or if the Braves are in town, we're going to a game at Wrigley. And I, it's, I mean, it's it's amazing i love camden yards because it is you could kind of go back in time yes. when you're there it's got that new old feeling camden yards number six on my list okay and then braves um it doesn't have the views those other have and it's not traditional so why braves all right so this new place they got truest field truest park field or park it's I still uh sun trust to me <laughs> yeah. uh i got i got it at number five I'm biased. I'm a Braves fan. I love the Braves. I was disappointed when they moved from downtown Atlanta out to the suburbs. But once I went to the stadium and experienced what's inside the stadium and everything that's around it in that area they call the Battery, uh, it kind of like changed my mind. I was like, all right, this is a much better game day experience than you had at Turner Field. Turner Field is great. They, you know, you know, won a lot of you know division championships there, played in some World Series, but. There's really nothing around it. So you went to the game, you parked, you went inside, you got came back out, you got in your car, you left. At this new place, you could spend a whole day, uh, bars, restaurants, shopping. I mean, it's, and I was there for the World Series back in 21, and it was just 
game changing. It was one of the best sports experiences of my life. Sick flex, by the way, yeah. being there for the World Series. The one game I went to with the Braves lost. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then they I, won on the road two days later to win the whole thing. But, I went yep. to Fulton County Stadium. That would be number I, I eighty-seven too. on your list. No, that's, that's on my list. I've, <laughs> I've actually been to nineteen stadiums. Two of them don't exist anymore. <laughs> both in Atlanta. Yeah. All right. So, which one is your number one out of that group? Number one is PNC Park, wow. Pittsburgh. Okay. Just. Well, amazing amazing view uh a great park to be in good food easy access to your adult beverages everything around the stadium is that is because cool. not a lot of people were there no i mean do they put some people in there even if they stink it depends you yeah. know yeah they traditionally they've not been very good but it depends you know who they're playing brace fans travel well because of the tbs effect there's brace fans everywhere so i it's just i just love seeing the bridges in the background beyond the outfield the the, the skyline of downtown pittsburgh everything around the the park is really cool it's easy to get to you can walk across the bridge from your hotel and then just walk up to the stadium it's just it's a, it's a great experience so those are the best of the best let's drop to the worst and this is interesting patrick mason's about to join us on the show but he is tuned in on his way in yeah he said how did uh you automatically know chicago meant wrigley what about the white Sox? uh where and yet you've been there right i have i did a, actually a day night double header one time did a day game at wrigley took the uh what do they call it in chicago the l i don't know what they call it the, the train they catch a lot of l's yeah we took it down to uh I don't know the exit was or the stop, but we went to the stadium, which was then U.S. Cellular Field for a, a night game, uh, White Sox Mariners. But it is, uh, it, it comes in uh, number sixteen of sixteen of <laughs> my favorite stadiums. This is not a Patrick Mason roast. This is not a joke. Ken didn't even think about no. the White Sox fans going to be walking in as I'm leaving. You have it last on your list. It doesn't, doesn't mean it would be last of all of them. Just of the ones I've been to. No need to sugarcoat it. It I, sucks. I, any major league stadium to me, I love baseball. I love being at the game. I love being a fan. But there's not much around it. There's not much to do. South side of Chicago, there's certain areas. If you take a wrong turn, you don't want to be in. It's number 16 out of 16. All right. Just nothing uh, redeeming about that ballpark. You want to know what my number 15 is, though? I do. The Philadelphia Phillies. I just don't like Philly. See, that now you're... That is a is that a heart pick? No, more it, than a like it's it's a pretty cool stadium. And that was another game too I went to. I've only been there once. It was a, a noon start, Braves Phillies. And this game went one fifty five or something. One nothing final. I barely parked the car and they're like, We're leaving, <laughs> game's over. Uh, well, you want to get out of there as quickly and as maybe you can. Maybe that had anyway. a little bit to do with it. It was a noon game on like a Thursday. The Braves lost one nothing. It was a two Not much game. atmosphere and stuff. Yeah, and but there's really not much around it. Now, sports wise, you got all of your major league facilities right there in one spot. You got the uh, Wells Fargo Center where the Flyers and the Sixers play. You got Lincoln Financial Field where the Phillies, play, I mean the uh, Eagles play, and they're all right there, like on three of the four corners like of one that. street. That is cool. But as far as stuff around it, there's really not much, and they're they're building it up a little bit. There's some more things. I was there for the Elite Eight a couple years ago for the NCAA tournament. And there's more things to do in that area now. But when I went eight, nine, ten years ago, it just it was it was fine. Citizens Bank. Citizens Bank. That's okay. Yeah. All right. So who's the best of the rest there in the middle? All right. I got the car. I got Wrigley Field at three. I got Yankee Stadium at four. Oh, we didn't. I forgot to mention that. Yep. Now, what is that? Just history or is it? It was. I mean, it's it's, it's an impressive Which structure. is new Yankee Stadium. Yeah, it is but. the new one. And you pull up to it and see it. It's just, it's it's massive. And then you walk in, and if you have time to walk around and see the Hall of Fame and all the stuff they have. I'm not a Yankees fan by any means. I'm traditionally a Yankees hater, but you appreciate their tradition and the history and just 
all the nostalgia. I mean, it was it, it was a cool place. I saw Yankees Red Sox there one April on a Sunday night, and it was 41 degrees and miserable weather, but I loved it. Have you been to Fenway? I've seen Fenway. I've been there. I've looked okay, at it. But so not, it's not on the list. Yeah, I, These are the only places I've been to for a Major League Baseball game. Because that could jump yeah. depending on your experience. You know, and I think it would probably be top five. What What is the uh, – any other ballparks you think could enter that top five you haven't been to yet? Uh, Fenway, let's see. Let's see. What? what Have I, you been to Seattle? I haven't been to Seattle. I haven't been to that, Dodger Stadium. I feel like Safeco and Dodger Stadium yeah. could maybe. Have you been to San Diego? I, I've been to San Diego, seen Petco Park. Looks amazing, but not for a game. I like their left field. How the I don't know what that is yeah, over it's there. It's kind of built into an old warehouse. Yeah, it looks really yeah. cool. And that's where they had their team store. So you could walk into the team store on a non-game day, and there's a window, and you look like right into the field. It's like right there. So that was kind of cool. I feel like those are possibilities they could jump high on your list. For sure. For how sure. about uh, like Texas? Yeah, I'm going to try to make the, the double dip next summer with a buddy of mine. We're going to do Houston, and we're going to go to Arlington for, okay. for uh, some games. So that maybe this time next year, I can let you know. Go White Sox. Patrick Mason walking <laughs> in with his crap ballpark, his team. I, like, I didn't say that. <laughs> I just said it's number 16 on my list out of 16. All right, uh, and who else is, uh, is on your list there? Let's see here. Let me pull it back up. Uh, went to Miami a couple summers ago. Surprise. I thought it was a pretty cool place. Okay. That's about all I can say. <laughs> uh, the park I've been to the most uh, in my time living in the Midwest is Comerica Park in Detroit. Uh, I, it's in my top ten. I just maybe it's just because it's familiarity, but I love the area around it. Tigers fans are fun. I got to cover a World Series when I was working up there, so it just I, that has a special place in my heart. How about the Nats Park? Where's that? Nats Park's cool. Um, and the area around it in that Navy Yard area is really growing. So I'm hopefully I can get up there again for a game. I haven't been. In, six seven years but it, it's it's cool all right yeah uh any other ones uh city field oh yeah kind of the same like it's a cool park but there's really not much around it you just get off the subway you walk in you walk back out you've been to course i have it yeah so i've another one where i've been to denver i've seen it no game yet though. so man the white Sox are 16 out of 16 but they're gonna keep continuing a plummet down the list because you haven't been to a bunch of cool yeah, ballparks. Yeah, like Target Field. I guess they, they say that's really nice. I've been to Milwaukee. Uh, that, was, that was okay. And the weird thing about the Milwaukee, and there was Miller Field at the time or Miller Park, and they have the roof. And there was a torrential downpour going on the whole time during the game. You could see lightning flashing out in the background when they're playing baseball. Did you see front row Amy? Uh, no, who's that? You're not familiar? No. I'll show you during the okay. break. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else, Ken, before we wrap up this segment? It's uh, good stuff. Yeah, you know, love baseball I'm kind of jealous of you. You've got to go to all these uh, awesome parks. Yeah, i got 14 more to go. We'll do your NFL stadium review. That's going to be easy. I've been about four. And I know what's on the bottom, or at least for me, FedEx Field is... Only when the sewage is raining down <laughs> on me. Way, way down on the list. Which has happened. That's not a joke. It's raining literally on you or I, in the stadium? I went to a game in 2019 there. Uh, Niners, at the time Redskins, torrential oh, yeah. downpour. And they were, uh, the, the Niners were sliding on the field. On three field goals. I and, I, and we're under the overhang, right? There's a leaky pipe, and it's just pouring on me the whole time. By the way, they said that was not sewage. Wow. That's what they said. Wow. We'll see. You <laughs> sure about that? <laughs> All right. Uh, Ken, good stuff. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. We'll see you on the news uh, tonight. That's a bunch right. of times. Five, 5.30 and 6. Yep. I'll All be right. there. Good deal. Let's uh, take a break. When we return, Patrick Mason will join us. We'll talk some pirate baseball, some pirate football. We need to find something to draft that the uh, the interns can grade us on. We'll do that. Uh, oh, Jamie wants to know, have you been to Great American Fall Park? At Cincinnati, I have. And it's pretty cool. 
All I'd right. say one of the top ten. Probably nine or ten on my list. You've got like 14 in your top ten. <laughs> I did go to UNCW, so maybe my math's a little off. More to go. Pirate Radio Live, Hour 2. Back with you after this. This time you won't let it speak. She's saying that's okay. Hey, baby, do what you please. I have the stuff that you want. I am the thing that you need. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Thinking about takeout tonight? Well, Familia can make everything real easy for you with a great selection of Italian food and more. Visit FamiliaNC.com to see the full menu featuring pizzas, pastas, salads, and homemade desserts. Place your order online or call 689-6330 and Familia will have your order ready in their convenient drive through window for pickup. Finish up a busy day with a great dinner for yourself or your family from Familia. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. We've got Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, interns micah dennis and danny beal patrick mason to my left hello patrick hello we're both sporting uh the hat of the one of the hottest teams in baseball winners of two out of three scored 10 runs last night mm. cannot uh just can't touch the white Sox. a bad time to play those white Sox. yeah you don't want to see them coming through your stadium doors <laughs> so <laughs> i figured i'd honor you and your team with your crappy ballpark today uh <laughs> by heard, wearing the hat i heard that drive by when i was coming in i was like man 16 out of 16 yeah is that you don't think that's fair no that's that's terrible have you been to any other parks that yeah i've been to a ton um i did not like oakland the coliseum well yeah that's uh sure so, yeah there you go at least we're you know not 30th out of 30 now ken said he had seen a football game there not a baseball game so they were not on his list I guess that's they're fair. not eligible. Yeah, that, that's fair. He can only grade so, what he's been to. Yeah, but man, just to have it at sixteen. <laughs> Did you ever go to Old Comiskey? Are you? Yeah, I, well, no, not old Old Comiskey. Yeah, um, but I don't know. It, it still has kind of the same idea to it. Do you think Wrigley's overrated as a White Sox fan? I actually think Wrigley's really cool. Okay, it is cool when you walk in there. It just feels like a blast from the past. Like all the, there's like actual seats where it's just like obstructed view because they have these ridiculous metal you know poles and i don't know but it, it feels like you're in the 1920s I, I wasn't around in the 20s but i could imagine no one loves an obstructed view seat like dan snyder it'll <laughs> really get you on those in a beautiful fedex field all right uh top story of the day we've got new electees to the ecu hall of fame uh and the voice jeff charles one of those names uh very Happy about that and saddened at the same time uh, that the voice will be honored going into the ECU Athletics Hall of Fame. Joining him will be Rod Coleman, uh, old Roderick Coleman, uh, who spent time in the NFL, was an all-conference D lineman at East Carolina. Also, Seth Manus, a uh, great pitcher here at East Carolina, went on to pitch uh, for the Cardinals and, uh, and others. And also a former women's basketball player, all-CAA guard, Justine Allpress, also joining the ECU Athletics Hall of Fame. So we'll be honoring the voice coming up at our Pirate Radio football kickoff party Thursday, August 31st. Starts at 7. Chairman of the board will be playing. Patrick, you're a Midwesterner. What do you know about beach music? 
uh not much honestly well i just know it's good to you know have like a button-up shirt open while listening to it yeah let the uh chest hair fly if you got it yeah that's right uh so uh you think you'll be joining us that night yeah i think so all right like something i could attend i got my first taste of chairman as a very young boy running around at the winterville watermelon festival and uh have been a fan my entire life so i think you'll dig it uh bring uh the lady friend and do some shagging yeah and uh you know all right i don't know how to shag but i can i can fake it yeah i'll tell you what shan uh chandler can shag looks like a guy who could shag that's right put on those sperries and just go to go to work just go to town let those feet fly some shagging shoes specific shoes bruno marks (laughs) <laughs> the, the bruno marks we got to tell the bruno marks story to, to everyone uh do you lo- really have shagging shoes or are you joking no but i do i mean i, I do have some loafers that i could like wear so our dance floor our loafers like the loafer loafers sperry's like those are like the shoes you want to wear interesting some boat shoes so nothing with good grips and they're like penny lo- penny loafers yeah that's a good point you kind of you don't want uh like i shouldn't wear my dame lillards out there right no no they'll mess up the shag performance your shag that would have been good if you had different shoes on yeah i'll I'll be squeaking around in there uh so you need something maybe the best shag shoes are kind of worn so they're uh kind of slippery out there yeah um (laughs) the ones i have are are pretty worn um there's actually a hole in the front of them where uh like the toes are but there is. I don't wear them anymore. If your toes showing, yeah. that means that means you've been like, shagging. You've done some you've good shagging. Can you shagging. shag in sandals? Is it like a? Uh, it's kind of frowned upon. I do you, but like uh, you might get some no. weird looks. Yeah, there'll be people look, talking about you in the like corner, whispering and pointing at you. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't do it. If Would I you let Chandler shag with your girlfriend? Uh, yeah, as long as he doesn't yes. have this toe showing. <laughs> that's where you draw the line. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Yeah, keep those puppies uh, tied up there, Chandler. Yeah. But uh, Chandler will be available. Uh, if uh, you're a lady out there that needs a shag partner, Chan's the man. I'm going to be vibing so hard at the Pirate Radio kickoff party. Now, what does year. that mean for a 41 year old male that doesn't understand your lingo? You're just going to be having a good time. You're, you're going to be having a like, good time? Yeah. Just right. enjoying yourself. Yeah. In a good mood. Like, I feel like the atmosphere, the people, the band, just, I mean, the what, what we're celebrating that night is. Uh, it's gonna have me bobbing. I'm such a loser. The only thing that would make me happy that night is uh, Florida and Utah on a TV in there somewhere. That's what I'm gonna be interested in. That'll happen. I want I'm football, sure. uh, and uh, that is the, I guess, most marquee game that night. UConn will play State that night, and I think there's a Nebraska Minnesota matchup as well. So if you want your uh, eh. your Big Ten football, I'm good get it. on that. Uh, we did a Big Ten preview with Jeff Nadeau last week, and Iowa is picked like fifth, I think, odds wise sixth. But the the old age old question: Can they score? I think yes. So they got a the transfer from Michigan, a new quarterback. They got a transfer wide receiver from Ohio. So they're at least trying. Yeah. So like you know they they're not gonna score six points and and just hope for the best. They might score you know (laughs) ten. I'm going double digits here, man. They might hit double digits in a few games this year. Yeah. Jamie says Chandler strikes me as a John Travolta disco white shoes kind of guy. 
John Travolta can dance now. Chandler's, uh, I think, busy working with the uh, the video right now. So he has left us for this segment. Working on his shag steps. That's right. Uh, stepping around. All right. We got uh, Josh Moylan joining us in hour three. Uh, P. May is going to talk about signing with the uh, New York Yankees. Josh Groves drafted by the Yankees. We talked to Tyler Brott yesterday. He was drafted by the Cardinals and also hoping to catch up with Landon Ginn, who signed with the Cubs uh, on Thursday. Uh, he may be joining us when he gets his scheduled uh, schedule figured out. But uh, you got those Pirates who have moved on to professional baseball. You've got the biggest story of the week, uh, Alec Makarevich. That's right. Taking his talents to Raleigh. What did you think when you saw that? Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess I was – I don't know if I was surprised because I'm not really surprised with anything now with the transfer portal. But um, it's it just – I guess it happened so late in the game. Um, it's just a little – maybe it was surprising, I guess, but – but yeah, I mean, ECU's got to find what a new corner infield, both uh, first base and third base, so. and a lot of power numbers there with yeah, those guys for sure. Yeah, and he's a switch hitter too, so um, he, was, he was very valuable. Was it four years uh, at ECU? So, um, like I said, I don't I don't know if I'm surprised necessarily just because everyone hops around and you have no clue when it's going to happen. But it was a little bit of a um, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> I feel like I keep coming back to that word, but it's just like, you know, it, I guess that, you know, we, we penciled him in as, as coming back. So, right. Uh, maybe the issue was he didn't pencil himself coming back because he thought he might have, you know, major league aspirations or something like that. And yeah. for just from what I gather, he, uh, I don't know, was uh, that was his decision and his decision only. So I've, I've done this a million times. Cliff Godwin makes fun of me for it uh, to my face about every year before the season. Cliff, how are you going to make up for Alec Burleson's production or Connor Norby's production or Brian Packard or Brickhouse? And we ask him that every year, and he's like, Cliff, we recruit, we bring in guys. It's going to be okay. So I've kind of stopped questioning that part of it. Somebody's going to be there to step up. Who it is exactly, Dixon Williams. uh, Otherwise, I don't know. Uh, but at this point, you just got to believe with the program they have that they're going to keep the uh, the machine rolling. Yeah, and I mean they had, they had so much depth. I mean, even if these guys didn't get regular playing time, we saw a ton of pinch hit at bats. We saw a lot of guys come in defensive replacements. So there's guys that have had some experience, and yeah, like you said, I mean, there's always someone new coming through that door. We got a you know ton of new guys coming for next season, and uh, you know it's it's like like Cliff said, you know next almost next man up. I think every college coach always says that, or every coach says that. But you know to some extent, it is true, and it almost has to be true, right? You just got to hey, you know this, this is what we got, and yeah, you know you get your shot. Danny Bill uh, said yesterday he's hanging around this summer to get the new guys acclimated to the program, and it is a, a big group, as you said, I think eighteen newcomers, something like that, uh, at East Carolina. So a lot of a uh, lot of new faces to work in, and you've still got, if you want to kind of go around the diamond real quick, uh, off the top of my head, I guess Justin Wilcoxon and Ryan McChrystal, as of right now, still in the fold. Yep, behind the plate, first base, uh, Cam Clunch. Yeah, he had a really good, uh, you know, second half of the season there. Jacob Starling at second, Joe Green. Greeny at short. Got to find a third baseman. Gotta find a third baseman uh, in the outfield. It gets a little more tricky, I think, in the outfield. I think I would like to see JJC go back to right and just kind of get a full season, hopefully healthy, just start it right, get comfortable there because he had a great freshman year playing there. Um, you know, you know, last year he started center. He was kind of bouncing around, but I think just maybe right field should be his. Um, you know, center field and left. I think that's maybe a little bit more of a toss up. And we've seen what so Riley Johnson. Um, yeah, fantastic defensive center fielder. Um, 
we lo- we're losing Lane Hoover right in the outfield. So who else? Uh, like I, Luke Nowak. I do know that Jacob Jenkins Coward on the roster, the 2023 summer roster, is listed as first baseman outfielder. You know that's that's interesting. I, I wonder what the infield glove looks like. Um, that, that seems like a guy they just say, "Hey, you're really talented. Go find us a spot. We need your bat." I've seen a lot of Luke, Luke uh, Nowak, Bristol Carter. I've heard a lot about as a, a newcomer coming in. Obviously, Carter Cunningham uh, had a good season last year, so still got uh, some names. And again, we don't know all the newcomers and what they can do, and if they'll get a spot right away. But you've got enough to uh, to fill out an outfield if you played a series this weekend. Yeah, and Carter Cunningham, if you remember, at the end of the the base baseball season he was probably the team's top hitter at least one of the top two or three um so just having him back is just you know that's got to be a good feeling for your outfield um you know dixon williams comes to mind as well um potential third base um so yeah i mean there's plenty of options and like you said there's a ton of more new kids coming in i think dixon's played some second as well and jacob starling just uh of note is uh listed as an infielder outfielder on the roster (laughs) So utility uh, team fall ball could be interesting to keep an eye on just to see where everybody uh, is on the on the diamond this year. That's right. Uh, kind of interesting to see these uh, these slashes in the names. All right, we'll uh, we can discuss some more baseball, but we'll dive into some football when we return. We'll take your questions, comments uh, if you've got them on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter as we roll on with Patrick Mason here on a Wednesday. More to go. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency from uh, maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk. Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Coming up, Hour 3, we'll talk to Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com. He'll be in a good mood because the Orioles salvaged their series uh, with the Dodgers with an 8-5 to win today in Baltimore. So uh, they get the W there. Now they're scoreboard watching if the Rangers can get six more outs they're up two nothing they'll beat the rays and the o's and the rays will be tied atop the al east how about that as we sit here mid to late july and the orioles battling uh for the division crown uh certainly something we haven't seen in a long long time there in baltimore uh but they win at eight to five over the dodgers today on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck also josh moylan gonna join us coming up in our number three as josh uh, has joined the Yankees organization. So we'll find out how that's going. He's been there now. He found out that last week on this day, right? Was it Tuesday or Wednesday, the last day of the draft? Might have been Tuesday. Might have been Tuesday. So about a week uh, and a day since he found out uh, that he would be joining them. So uh, awesome stuff there. We'll talk to Josh and let his uh, now former teammate Danny Bill get a few questions in as well. Um, getting ready for some football, Patrick. Got AAC Media Days next week, which this is a bit ho-hum because it's all going to be on zoom right so yeah i hope it's going to be on zoom i know it's in texas they better 
you know make that happen yeah at the very <laughs> least you might see patrick lobbing a question from his uh computer that's right uh, via zoom to shane calhoun and jeremy lewis who will be representing east carolina mike houston uh, the head coach of the pirates as well uh we will talk to phil Steele coming up thursday um we're gonna talk to him at noon on thursday and we'll have it on thursday's edition of pirate radio live uh how many pirates does phil still have on his first team patrick man there might be maybe someone defensively but i can't imagine any maybe i'm gonna say one the answer is zero yeah he has one on his second team and that is on the defensive side of the ball julius wood he has one on his third team all-american and that would be jeremy lewis and then the only pirate on his fourth team uh sorry i'm sorry there's two um josiah hatfield interesting i know i found that interesting as well and dustin hall Hmm. <laughs> Patrick's shaking his head. Yeah. Chandler, you're shaking your head. Yeah, I, that's that's interesting. I don't. <laughs> I, I guess yeah, zero um, for first team kind of makes sense, just with the way the offense r- turned over. You know, it's it's entirely new players for the most part. Um, <laughs> are you, you looking up uh, our guy here? I'm trying to find Justin Dustin Hall. Uh, <laughs> yes, a transfer lineman. I'm surprised Shane Calhoun didn't make this list. After a brief detour, USF offensive lineman transfer Dustin Hall winds up committing to ECU. Uh, so USF, which is where our O-line coach, new O-line coach comes from. So there's a connection there. Uh, so so getting an O-lineman, a big boy there on the, the team. Put a jersey on him. He's immediately fourth team preseason AAC, according to Phil Steele. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Josiah Hatfield. So... We'll do uh, over-unders like we did with baseball season. Yeah. Uh, we'll do that one one day next month. But he would not be on my list of, you know, Pirates with most catches or most yards this year. I'd love to be proven wrong on that. But Hatfield has been boom or bust, and I don't even know how, how boom he's been so far. Just kind of inconsistent staying on the field with injuries and things like that. But um, I would have probably Jalen Johnson and even Shane Calhoun ahead of him. Yeah, that, that's why when you said just I have field. Because he, he's a guy where you look at and say, hey, man, you can get behind the defense. You can yeah. you know be a deep threat. But he just either hasn't stayed healthy or just hasn't you know been able to do that consistently so maybe you know there's that i guess there's always that that you know that ceiling of hey you know maybe this is the year how it works out but yeah he would not have been uh one of my picks we did our first touchdown score of the year predictions for ecu who uh who do you think scores the first touchdown for the pirates this year um i'm gonna say man i want to say i want to say they're gonna score a rushing touchdown but i'm gonna go shane calhoun catching like a you know end zone like a red zone type of pass all right i went with uh mason because i love the quarterback draw so let's get him running the football running in the end zone um but calhoun is going to be a big part of this offense you would imagine yeah i mean he caught literally everything i saw last year i feel like if it was nearby he was going to grab it so when he has an expanded role and he's going to be that primary like you know pass catching option from that position um i'm expecting a big year out of out of him and i'm sure he is too i think he's probably looking at this year i mean hopefully we get to talk to him uh during the football media days but um i'm sure he's looking at this year as a great opportunity for himself just to really beat the guy and i'm just fascinated by who you know wins the receiver battles in the offseason and how many we see going on and off the field for east carolina on game days because you are just making up uh, for so much production with the two 1000 yard receivers and even ryan jones who i i thought 
his numbers would be bigger last year uh but even so he had some big games some big moments so just uh, a lot of production to make up there they just used ryan jones so like everywhere like they lined him out wide they put him in his normal tight end spot they put him in the backfield so he was moving all over the place and i'm not i'm not necessarily sure they're going to do the same thing with calhoun i don't know if they're the same type of player but um yeah ryan jones was great when he had the opportunity to get the ball in his hands for sure um when you talk about the the wide receiver battles too i was i'm kind of intrigued because you got a relatively new quarterback here and a lot of new receivers and i feel like when kind of everyone's competing for a spot i guess if you can include mason garcia in this as well when everyone's competing for a spot maybe they can all kind of you can get on the same page with people in a different way rather than having you know hey these are your three receivers and you know get to know them get used to them or else you know you can kind of find what works um so i think it'd be a fun camp to watch for sure so phil still talks to the coaches he talked to mike houston and he's putting together his you know starting lineup and he's got a receiver jalen johnson josiah hatfield and chase how do you say his name soul sal the transfer from colorado uh who's not on the roster currently but uh this <laughs> will be a pirate but um i don't know chandler likes carrie king maybe he can uh, take a step up one of the answers for first touchdown was ryan king who's a transfer from georgia tech so mike houston and company hit big with a transfer receiver last year and isaiah winstead they're trying to do the same this year to to add a little pop to the passing game yeah yeah you know like you said some of these guys they're in the book here but not on the roster i mean there's still a lot to sort out before we actually get get playing here and is there a chance patrick that east carolina is what mike houston wants to be in uh his best world of worlds and that is a play good defense kind of ball control <laughs> like, that's what he would like to do yeah is the defense going to be good enough to do that and and at times the run defense looks like it it could be and the pass defense would let you down that was kind of what happened last year in some games but uh that is what it's going to be a huge year for blake harrell on that side of the ball especially early on when they try to ease into the season with these new offensive weapons yeah and you don't really get to ease in with michigan but not at all (laughs) um i think the big key is the pass rush they, they need to find a, a consistent pass rush. That, that was the problem last year in, in my eyes. Um, like you said, the run defense, they did they did well, um, but they just couldn't get to the quarterback too often. He had too many times, just or too much time, just to kind of pick it apart back there and find the open guy. So you just got to hurry up that quarterback a little bit. And, you know, like Jeremy Lewis, that's another guy who um, should maybe take another step. Need him to have a big year, for definitely. Sure. And, uh, and a lot of familiar names on that defensive side. They have loaded up so much uh, recruiting defensive linemen that, you know, it's it's got to pay off. And you've got Chad Stevens, Elijah Morris, Deontay Johnson, guys you're very familiar with. Uh, but even beyond that, um, with uh, a Jack Powers, a guy like that, uh, the J.D. Lampley who came in and really made some plays. So you've got names there that f- you're familiar with. Now, linebacker is going to look different. Uh, according to Phil Steele's magazine, Michael Edwards, Taylor Jackson, we've seen we've Taylor seen Jackson, uh, and Rara Dilworth, a transfer, uh, listed uh, as the linebackers for East Carolina. And you're making up for, you know, Miles Berry and um, Xavier X and, and those guys. So uh, that's going to be a new looking unit for the most part on the field. And the linebackers, uh, I guess, you know, I'm sure it depends on from team to team, but those guys are the ones getting the, the team into the checks and getting everyone aligned right. So if you got new pieces back there, you know, hopefully that can come together quickly because that's a really important group for sure. 
I guess just looking on paper, safeties could be maybe like the position you feel most comfortable about yeah. just because Julius Wood and Tegan Wilk have played so much. Right. And then a corner. That's uh, a shaky too, isn't it? Uh, yeah. But you're excited about uh, Siobhan Revel, uh, Ravel. 6'2", 181. Long He's got the, the long, lengthy height, kind of Legion of Boom uh, look that the Seahawks uh, put together. Uh, IBM, I heard a lot about him preseason last year, not much during the year, but Isaiah Brown-Murray uh, is a guy that I know they're excited about who's uh, got some skills. So uh, you've got some length and some height back there at corner. It's just, can they put it together on the field? Yeah, that's the thing. But yeah, I mean, I like the the measurables there for sure. You just want long guys who can, you know, get their hands on a ball here and there. But yeah, but you know, some of that defense for sure needs uh, some work. But that is probably the most put together unit if you got to go defense to offense. And it's tough to say going into the year what is the strength of this ECU team. Yeah, I mean, the easy question is maybe just running back, just because you know they we hear all about all the guys they got. But I'm really curious to see how the O line meshes as well. Well, that's my problem with saying. I guess the running back room we feel the best about, but as far as <laughs> right, is running game your strength? Well, you need an O line for your running game to for be sure. your strength. For sure, I think you'd I think you'd like the the offensive line to be a, a strength of that offense. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot to figure out. Uh, Jamie says, what's the oldest unit on this year's team? Well, that would be punning because we have the <laughs> oldest player in D1 baseball or D1 football. Uh, he said, most experience would be better wording. Yeah, I would say uh, safeties, uh, DBs maybe overall, mm-hmm. uh, just with Wood and, and Wilk. Yeah, <laughs> but age, man. I think Luke Larson's 31. Whew. I don't How old are you? I'm, I just turned 33. So It would be like you basically being on the – like on a team like you'd be hanging out with danny bill in the locker room <laughs> that's i don't know if like that it'd be my my body man i don't know if i can i've discovered too much you know junk food and beer to get my get my I athletic mean, thing going but the punt like how are your legs like, not good not I, good well if you just do all leg day maybe leg day every day maybe i can sky a punt here and we got a guy chandler who's a former long snapper all i right. believe i've heard all right we need uh, to we need to get this going. Chandler. Yeah. Uh, maybe you guys could join as a, a duo. I'm going to come in here limping next week. <laughs> you're going to you're gonna be uh, long snapping while I practice punting. That uh, that sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> Do mean, you I'm feel down. like you're in game shape? Do you want the honest answer? Yes. No. What would it take? How long? I asked Bryce Williams yesterday how long it would take him. How long would it take you to be back in your top shape? couple months maybe couple months all right well guess what you've got just about that time maybe shave off a week or two but we could have you ready for game day like on a consistent schedule maybe a couple months yeah all right well uh i would like to see you guys try to uh to join a, a football team late in life it'd be fun like why why write for the team when you could play for the team you that's know? right i've been swimming a lot lately but that's very different than I football haven't. where you been swimming at the y by my house why because you said so right that's right yeah because it's fun and i hate running (laughs) so what are you doing in there just like back and forth yeah just swimming left do you do the thing where you do the flip and kick off the wall oh yeah oh man (laughs) that's when you know i've been like writing sets for myself so you know you do like say four laps or something in a certain time take a little break you wear the cap uh i don't when i practice no cap no when if i back in the day when i swam meets I, i wore the cap you wear anything in your ears, your ear holes? Nah. 
nose nope. eyes you wear goggles definitely goggles <laughs> what was that mark spitz way back in the day speedo yeah yeah when i when i did it i wore a speedo when you but how about currently no i wear it's it's called jammers it's like it's like a looks like a bike short basically right. like tight shorts because if you wore trunks while trying to swim laps you would just you'd probably drown so is anybody else in the pool when you're doing this sometimes there's other people swimming laps or actually, they have it like roped off like yeah there's there's lanes and stuff oh okay there was actually this morning there was a um a water aerobics class so everyone was like 65 years old just kind of hanging out so that was interesting <laughs> p mace to watch former uh what high school swimmer yeah and uh you were you were your school's athlete of the year mm-hmm. yeah it's all right there that's the guy we're talking to right now uh i was asked has the chandler honeycutt video gone viral yet <laughs> let's get a view update <laughs> Uh, we got 523 views on Chandler Honeycutt long snapping. Would love to get that number up, folks. That's, that's nearing viral status. I would say we're about halfway to viral. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, if we Half could get thousand. him another K or 2K up there, that's when he starts getting looks from coaches. Yep. Like, because teams always need a long snapper. For sure. Now, is this, this is you, you know, two months out. So, you, you know. Yeah. So this I, is like the early work. It, can y'all get me to 2,000 views so y'all can call me CH2K? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad your body has fit into your head. Like back then, you still had a giant head, and now your body is kind of caught up to, yeah. the, to your head. Yeah. Because you look like a bobblehead out there playing football. A little top heavy. He's not falling over, but it's looking good. <laughs> when you bend over, I'm worried you're just going to go head just straight into the ground. Head first, yeah. It's like, we need to get a helmet on this fella. No, you don't. It makes it heavier. <laughs> <laughs> you just bury into the ground like an ostrich. Is it the ostrich that buries yeah, the heads? Yeah, there it's you a, go. It's a wild move. Uh, let's take a break. One more segment to go with P. Mace, Patrick Mason here on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We've got more for you after these words. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your business needs let university pc care take care of it so you can take care of business visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show welcome back country mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around they're open every day and have two locations one in Bethel on Highway 11 and the other in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations, serving shell gas, including 93-ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Patrick, you watch Quarterback on Netflix yet? No, but I heard it was pretty awesome. Yeah, it's good. And uh, there is a Patrick featured, Patrick Mahomes. Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota, the three quarterbacks featured. Um, and that's where Peyton hangs out with Omaha. Them, right? right? That's the show? It's uh, Omaha Productions. <laughs> Is that right. what you're asking? What are you yeah. asking? Yeah, yeah. If Peyton no. Manning was. Yeah, he's involved. Yeah, yeah. 
um and anything he touches right now is gold you know whether it be he and eli on monday night or the omaha production stuff they got going on so big fan of that and uh it is a hit and i'm assuming coming back next year so let's uh and what they've done they've picked a guy at the top of the mountain a guy that's trying to climb to the top of the mountain and a guy who is falling off the mountain so they that's who they picked this year so let's look at a list and who would you like in those categories to be featured next year or if you could make a show who would you want um i was gonna say immediately come to mind top of mountain type of guy would be joe burrow i think yep uh very cool is he energetic enough for it patrick mahomes comes off really good in this because he's got an edge to him he's cursing on the field he's talking junk to players he's doing it in that kermit the frog voice which adds some comedy effect to it so does burrow have that or is he too cool for that i don't know yeah i don't know i've never seen him mic'd up but i mean he's got to have that i think if you're at, at that level you got to have that as my elite guy I'm going to go Allen. I'm going to go Josh Allen because he likes to mix it up. He likes to fight, talk a little junk. All right, let's go guy kind of in the middle trying to climb. Who would you take? Um, Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think he's an interesting cat. How so? Um, I just think he's he came from a big big school, big program, and he gets to the league, and you know he's having trouble throwing the ball. He's running around a lot, and I think it'd be interesting just to see him try to grow as a passer. I, All think, right. I think that could be pretty interesting. Boy, a lot of interesting names up here for different reasons. Uh, like, know, like, Tua. Dad, just, like, I don't know. Maybe he's the other way. I, I just think like some of these guys are just not interesting at all. Uh, I would go. How about Kenny Pickett? He seems like an interesting guy. Maybe see his growth in Pittsburgh, uh, how he handles things. But uh, just no Steelers for me. All right, fine, no Steelers. But you could have you could have Kenny Pickett on your quarterback show. <laughs> thank you <laughs> who's your uh so marcus mariota is almost in a category of his own so all right here's a good example baker yep, mayfield that, that's, that's probably example. the example yeah that that is probably the example trying to hang on as a starter and baker is interesting for multiple reasons whether he's running for the cops while at oklahoma uh you know grabbing his junk planting flags but uh you know he's, he's kind of past that now yeah and his personality is awesome i think like he's a guy who can like retire and go straight to the booth or something or be an analyst like even his commercials are exciting like i think he's just a good actor like i think he's he's got that personality that'd be fun um but he really struggled that year that they did the uh commercials where he's in the stadium yeah and showed him a million times yep because, yeah, I mean, he was a guy who, you know, people thought, hey, maybe this is the next thing. And then now he's just bouncing around trying to stay alive. So I think I think that's like a poster boy for that. Seems like a guy that his teammates like. Yeah, because I, I think he's he's got that fire you were talking about that, you know, maybe Burrow might not have. But, you know, is the, well, talent, is the talent there? I don't, maybe maybe fire's the wrong word, but, like, Joe Burrow just kind of seems, like, cool, laid back, calm. Like, I don't know if he's MFing people up and down the right. bench and, like, you know. If he does, it seems like he'd be very quietly. Right. Yeah. Sam Howell. I don't know anything about Sam Howell. It seems like he has zero personality. Yeah, he just seems like a guy <laughs> who just came from North Carolina. He's a jag. Just another guy. Just a guy. And uh, we'll be getting the start this year for your Washington Commanders. Uh, I recommend a quarterback. Hey, would you say Baker was um, – did his teammates – did he get along with the folks in Carolina? 
Oh, no. Why not? Rub people the wrong way? Wasn't it in Cleveland? Yeah, I feel like that kind of transferred over because wasn't it Cleveland that he had some... Well, Cleveland, you had Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad putting out videos of Baker missing him and on routes. Yeah. Now, I don't know... I just can't... I can't remember, but I feel like there was some locker room talk. I feel like there was some, like, side comments. Well, what about Carolina? I'm asking about Carolina. That's what I'm saying. Like, in Carolina, I feel like... There were some side comments either in the middle of the season or later in the season when things were going south that I believe DJ Moore might have made or like and of course Robbie Anderson like he blew up he ends up going to Arizona I think there was some like side comments on like Baker Mayfield and like not giving some people the ball and I don't know so uh, I wouldn't say the chemistry was a hundred percent I don't think he was like boys with everybody but mm. yeah that's the thing if you're good then a lot of that gets gets sure. eased over yeah. You know? Yeah, it, 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 one way to keep a locker room happy is to win games, and everybody will be happy. Uh, sorry to bring this back, Chandler, but uh, let's see. Jamie says, isn't a giant head the sign of steroids? I mean, that is true. Barry Bond's head really expanded. Well, you caught me. <laughs> but, but Barry Bond's head was growing. I think Chandler just had it naturally. That is true. Chandler always had the big noggin. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so that, that's that's a good thing. When you were on your little league team, like with your uh, snapback hat, did you have to go to like the last dot, the last button on the hat? <laughs> I I don't know about then, but I do now. <laughs> I do now. They, they just we need a big and tall, uh, big and tall hats like we have shirts. Like put yeah. more buttons on that baby. Yeah, that's a missed missed marketing opportunity <laughs> for Barry Bonds. <laughs> snapback big and tall snapback hats for steroid users let's uh we got to look out for everybody man all right p mace uh anything going on reflector wise um i actually believe it or not covered a legion baseball game yesterday by the way did post 39 win last night they did nice you, didn't, right. you didn't read the reflector right up not yet <laughs> i do that uh during my dinner yeah, that's a good time for it. Mm-hmm. Nice little reading and food. Um, so, yes, they did win, so they're going to the state tournament. Um, I've only covered two Legion games this summer, so I'm not, like, an expert on them by any means, but they are a good good baseball team. All right. So, uh, Legion ball, anything else going on? Um, Just kind of getting ready for football. What was actually pretty cool, I talked with Lonnie Chisenhall a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he, was, he was coaching a Little League team that made their way out to Elm Street Park. So, basically, I just kind of ambushed him after the game and was like, hey, man, you want to chat for like 10, 15 minutes? And he was like the coolest guy. Um, you know, he gave me all the time in the world. And just, he's a pretty interesting guy. I yeah. remember watching him. He played on the Indians mm-hmm. um, for all those years as a White Sox fan. So he came up often. So it was just kind of fun to talk with him. And that turned out to be pretty cool. All right. Has that been out, released? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I missed that one on my dinner, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'll have Man, to go back. You guys got to eat more, I think, so you, <laughs> yeah. can, so you can read. That's my problem. Yeah. Not not eating enough. <laughs> um, you watching anything? Anything good on TV? Did you finish jury duty? Um, yes, actually, I finished it. It was awesome. <laughs> Dude, that also I've been noticing that what's his name, Ronald, right? He's been like popping up in like these random parties and stuff, and like oh, really? celebrity parties. Like, he's, he's living his best life right now. He should. He's a, he seems like a great guy. Yeah. Like, you know what's going to happen next, though? There's going to be a scandal. He's going to do something inappropriate. But man, like, could they have picked, like, the more, like, well rounded, nice human? Like, that's why I. So, like. I think it might be fake because they picked (laughs) the absolute perfect person to to do that with. Like, the most wild things were happening around him, and he was just, like, taking it in stride. And I mean, I I thought it was a hilarious show. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you watched it. Yeah, I'm glad for the recommendation. (laughs) I'm glad I got around to it. 
And uh, what are you watching now? <laughs> um, it's kind of a throwback, and it's nothing new, but I've been watching King of Queens on Peacock. <laughs> man. I was Sometimes a bit... I get in these little ruts, man. Not a, necessarily a rut, but like a little like a little throwback mode man the the fat guy with the hot wife era was uh that was very inspirational for me oh yeah in the 2000s (laughs) can i give a show suggestion yeah sure i've actually got one all right chan man what we got all right godfather of harlem on hulu okay interesting okay who's in it um gosh what's his name (laughs) the good old what's his name oh what's his name um i have a huge problem of are these hour-long shows? Forrest oh, Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. He's, uh, he's famous. So we got a drama. He plays Bumpy Johnson. Like, the, the people in the show are based on actual people. Okay. But it's just kind of, like, skewed when it comes to, like, the plot and stuff. All right. It's Godfather of Harlem. There you go. Okay. I have a big problem of starting a show and not finishing it. Yep. Same. Uh, yeah. That's my problem. I'm, I'm awful at that. I need to be more disciplined when it comes to my viewing yeah that's why i was uh, amazed that i did get through jerry duty because i was sitting on that last episode for like a month and a half <laughs> <laughs> uh justified the uh, came back last night i was a huge fan of that show when it aired i watched the movie the other night plane you ever seen plane no i have not but i've actually someone else uh, was talking to me about that it's a fun uh, usually i don't like these movies but it's a fun kind of shoot them up yeah action movie gerard butler and uh it'll it's enjoyable just a nice easy watch enjoyable yeah Yeah. sometimes that's what you need exactly Uh, especially during the summer kind of felt like a summer action blockbuster type thing are you are you a movie theater person like are you interested in we had that conversation uh in hour one okay because um i'm trying to watch the new avatar with my daughter but it's over three hours so (laughs) we've gone two nights and haven't finished it yet man um no i'm not um micah is a one to two times per month that's pretty good i I actually used to be that until my tuesdays kind of got swallowed up lately but tuesday was your day yeah because they had five dollar movies and free popcorn at the theater by me oh wow So it's like almost hard not to go there i mean you'd be an idiot not to be stupid and i usually just go for the popcorn for the most part like i'll house some popcorn when i'm there but like my my trivia buddy um shout out bobby raspberry saw him last week at aj's and he was like yeah man about to go see a movie at the movie theater and i was like wait I forgot those things existed. <laughs> I want to go back to one. Like I haven't been in so long, so because I remember enjoying like the experience of it. I think that's what Micah said. Like Micah said, it's the experience for her of getting the popcorn and all that kind of good stuff. And yeah, it's I know dark. the one in Greenville has the reclining chairs, so that's yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah, I just like that it's dark and like you you're there to watch the movie. Like if you're at your house, you're getting up to let the dog out. You're getting up to get a drink. You're going to the bathroom. Like it just ends up being a chore watching anything more than an hour and a half. As Clip well knows, we got day three of Avatar. Right. I mean, the last movies I remember seeing in the theater were um, with my wife, Gone Girl, and is it Captain Phillips? I'm the captain now. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I swear, those are the last two I think I've seen That's in the theater. That's a long time. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, I, and I have no interest. And part of it, too, is because I'm paying for all these stupid streaming services. Uh huh. So I've got a ton of movies and i feel like i need to take advantage of that instead of spending more money on top of that at the movie theater <laughs> like i saw top gun a few months ago in theaters that was awesome i saw I, that at home but want, that would have been a great movie theater movie good movie theater movie. i want to see this oppenheimer movie just yeah. i hear a lot about it but um i mean stuff like that actually um on tuesday it was like a month ago or three weeks ago we saw little mermaid the old girlfriend wanted to go see that so it was my 
thing. It, it was pretty close to the original, but man, it was way too long. It was like over two hours. You do not need that much time to tell For that story. For a little mermaid, too. Yeah. You're I'm, turning old to uh, yeah. complaining about the length of movies. I'm with you. Like when, when you start realizing you're in a movie, like, you know, when you kind of get break that fourth wall of like, all right, like you're looking around, like, how much more has we got here? <laughs> then, then you're just out of it. You're ready to go. <laughs> and you think like there's like you're in there and you're like all right it's got to be getting towards the end here yeah and then something happens and then they go down another like uh how are they gonna wrap this up and it's like man i guess we got another 30 minutes or so thank god when you can't like pause to see how much you got left that would that would give me anxiety too in the movie the guy in the back just well pausing it all right guys another 27 minutes (laughs) maybe we should start doing should we start doing uh intermissions at movies that are two and a half hours or longer. Yes. And you yes. do a little smoke break, popcorn break, bathroom break. break. Yeah. That is perfect. Yeah. Movie intermissions. I like it. Ask Micah as a movie goer what she would think about a movie intermission. Should we start having movie intermissions if they are two and a half hours or longer? <laughs> she, need an expert opinion. She is there for the whole experience. <laughs> and if you ain't there for it, stay home. Yep. She's saying, you know what? Just enjoy it. It is what it is. Uh, let's get Micah to the mic again before we wrap up here with Patrick. <laughs> so, Micah, I'm, I'm trying to have a compromise here. These long movies, can we get an intermission? Can we get a popcorn or a bathroom break? I would say yes, but the intermissions have to be really, really short because sometimes I like to put more butter on my popcorn. Okay. Or, yeah, use the washroom or whatever. So. Give them two minutes, maybe? Three, max? Yeah, no Three, more than yeah. five. No, yeah, more, than no five. more than five. Fair enough. See, that's what we call compromise. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> right. uh, just trying to improve the mood. Think about that, movie theaters. Yeah. Uh, find a good, like, breaking point, like a, a halftime or when you're going into a new a new stage or whatever whatever you call it like what would be a good commercial spot that you know yeah TV, exactly. like hey you know they just did that we're solving all the problems thank you patrick thank you micah for that yeah anytime uh, <laughs> uh we'll talk to you next week patrick sounds good and we'll take a break come back hour three pirate radio live we've got some o's baseball talk major league talk with mark brown and then some uh yankees talk with i guess former o's fan josh moylan you can't be an o's fan and play for the yankees organization right they're tied, right? So how does he uh I don't what is his family doing right now? <laughs> his dad and his uncle that are big O's fans. I guess they had to get rid of all their gear. Uh, we'll talk about that too when we return Pirate Radio Live, big hour three, back with you after this. We can make it You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. 
Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you, Fire Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Got Josh Moylan joining us coming up later on this hour. And we'll talk some baseball right now with Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com. O's fresh off a victory over the Dodgers earlier today, 8-5. to five. And the scoreboard watching is done. The Rangers beat the Rays. So as Mark joins us, the Baltimore Orioles are now tied for first and uh, and actually up in the loss column for the uh, division lead in the AL East. How about that, Mark? Mark, are you with us? Mark is not there. We'll try him again. I'll give you his number, Shirley. Boy, I had a great setup there, too. That was one of my all-time introductions to a segment. And uh, and just couldn't get it. Could not get the click. For a conversation to happen, you got to have two people going at it. And I think we do now. Mark Brown, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hello, Mark. How does tied for first place sound? Yeah, Clip, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to say tied because if you look at the percentage points, the Orioles have a 6-11 winning percentage and the Tampa Bay Rays have a 6-06 winning percentage. So the Orioles are in first place, period, full stop. This is the happiest you've probably ever heard me in our entire time talking together. I think it's probably my greatest day as an Orioles fan since we've been, uh, you know, having these calls. It's uh, It's really a great, amazing day. Of course, you know, the Orioles avoided getting swept. They've now gone 70 series without being swept by the other team. And then, uh, so, and then elsewhere, the Tampa Bay Rays were swept by the Rangers. So that's how we set it up. The Orioles, the Orioles are just in first and, uh, it's, it feels pretty good. No, we have had some, uh, some dark chats. And, and at this point in the season, uh, previous to last year where the O's were in the mix, but we've been talking about, trade deadline and uh keeping an eye on the minors and and trying to find any bright spots we could mark but now o's uh fighting for a division crown hosting some postseason baseball at camden yards and man just a lot of possibilities out there for some fun fun baseball uh in baltimore I mean, you want to talk about the trade deadline this morning in the Athletic? Ken Rosenthal having had an article about uh, how the Orioles should try and trade for Shohei Otani, like you know that's not the crank baseball writer wing of you know, writing. That Ken Rosenthal is out here talking about. Oh, could the Orioles get Otani? It just. Uh, Suddenly, it feels like I'm living somebody else's life, and at the moment, it's a pretty fun feeling. Uh, O's had an eight-game winning streak before losing two in a row to the Dodgers, so important to salvage that series uh, today, Mark, get the 8-5 to five win, and uh, come back, win a big uh, day game after a couple of nights at Camden Yards. What were the uh, – so this is a unique series, obviously. What were the crowds like at Camden Yards with the Dodgers in? Uh, you know, it was really nice. It was over uh, 20,000 a game, so about more than half full, which is still pretty good for a weeknight against a team from far away. There were uh, quite a number of Dodgers fans who either made the trip from out west or maybe they you know, migrated from California to more around this area. Uh, I, I don't know. There were a lot of them. It was kind of obnoxious. I, I felt like they were in the annoying vein of Red Sox fans. And uh, unfortunately for me, since I was there on Monday with my wife, we kind of got a got a clunker of a game with uh, Brian Baker giving up the grand slam to put the Orioles in a 6-4 hole, and they ended up losing that one. 
Tuesday's game wasn't very good either, but uh, despite despite today's game starting off, not very good as Dean Kramer really didn't have a whole lot to offer against the Dodgers and ended up giving five runs over four and two-thirds innings. The Orioles were able to immediately take the lead in the bottom of the first inning after Kramer gave up two runs in the top of the first, and they kept padding their lead. Ultimately, eight to five victory. It was uh, it was pretty fun overall for everybody other than Kramer, I think. And uh, sometimes by blind luck, the schedule makers get it right, just as the O's uh, tie or take the lead uh, percentage points wise in the AL East. They got the Rays up next. So how about the trip down to Florida? The struggling now Rays against the Orioles, uh, trying to take a bit of a command here on the first place lead coming up. Yeah, I mean, really, in terms of like importance of a single series i feel like you probably got to go back to like 2012 to when the orioles played a series this huge and that year was uh they were fighting for the al east into september and they had a four-game series uh in in early september against the yankees at home and the first one of those games was um giving out uh replicas of the cal ripken statue that was unveiled that night uh out in out in the outfield where they have the orioles um Baseball Hall of Famers all have statues that they were unveiling that year. And it just, it, it feels like just huge in the sense that this is a season people didn't think they were going to do as well as they've been doing. And now suddenly here's this huge series against the team they're tied for the division lead with. And, um, you know, it, it's four crucial games. So that's a, that's a potential for a huge swing, you know, if, unless it's a split series, um, one team is going to come out two games ahead of the others, at least. If not, if it ends up being a sweep, then it's four. And I mean, that, that's a huge swing that either team can make up at this point. There's plenty of games left, but you certainly rather be the team coming out of this series ahead than the team coming out behind. As I look at the bottom line here, we got ESPN on in the studio. I see uh, Cedric Mullins heading to the IL. So how about uh, the health of the O's at this point in the season, Mark? Yeah, that's a tough one. It's the same injury, basically, that he had that put him on the injured list uh, that he hurt himself towards the end of May. And he ended up missing a bit more than three weeks. So I don't know if it's going to be the same amount of time here, if it's going to end up being longer, because I don't know if it's like more serious this time, since it seems to be a recurrence of the same groin injury. Um, so, you know, Orioles fans really are going to be hoping that the stopgap they got after Mullins hurt himself the first time, Aaron Hicks, can continue his revival, which he's been continuing to do pretty well. And, in fact, he had two hits and drove in a run for the Orioles today. And, you know, top prospect, uh, outfield prospect Colton Kowser is up as well. He doesn't have so many great hits so far. He's only got a couple handfuls of games in his big league career Showing a good eye at the plate. He's drawn seven walks already in about nine games. Um, batting average not quite there yet. He's only hitting 111 so far. But I, I feel like we've seen this before, especially with like Gunnar Henderson in April, who really struggled a lot with his batting average, although he was walking a lot. And we're now seeing Henderson with some more action under his belt, doing pretty darn well, including today where he hit a home run against a left-handed pitcher for the first time in his career. Um, so that was fun. That was Henderson's uh, 15th homer of the season so far, and he really turned around, and, you know, the good eye that he was showing in April eventually paid off. So we really 
with Mullins out are going to hope that the same kind of thing starts happening to Kowser once he gets a little time to adjust to the big league level. Yeah, the O's have hit on these young guns and uh, and looking well and uh, in the big leagues. And a guy we're focused on around these parts is, of course, Connor Norby playing in Norfolk. And Norby uh, hitting 285, 13 home runs, 60 RBIs. And Mark, uh, I, we've talked about him quite a bit this year. You don't know if you'll see him up at the big league level. But how about if the O's are active at the deadline? Is, is he a guy that you know they could use as a piece uh, because I know he got off to a slow start but uh, has been hitting well so how about Norby and his future there in the Orioles organization is it more likely uh, you see him in Baltimore maybe uh, uh, you know a year from now or is it more likely that maybe he's with another organization well you know the mind of general manager Mike Elias is unknowable to me so I don't know who he would like to trade for or who is on his list of you know the untradeables It, it feels like a guy like Norby could be a piece you could dangle to get maybe a rest of this year rental starting pitcher and how much that would hurt the Orioles, I guess would depend on how well the pitcher does and how well the team's season goes to see, you know, is who is whoever gets traded for pitching crucial postseason games or getting the Orioles, you know, the AL East title so they can host uh, the first round or get the buy even or whatever. Um, I mean, because Norby, he's really been doing well since April. So I, I don't know what the exact numbers are in front of me. But basically, if you take out his April, he's now at about two and a half months of doing really well. And hopefully that means teams that are out scouting the Orioles AAA team are thinking, okay, you know, that's the one guy we want, and we're going to give up our good, you know, our good starting pitcher to get him. I feel like um, that's probably the best case both for him and for the Orioles because – the Orioles infield is looking pretty solid already with Henderson is there. Jordan Westberg just got called up. It seems like for the subsequent years, last year's um, number one overall pick Jackson holiday, who's already made it up to Bowie despite being only 19 years old, double a Bowie, excuse me. Um, it just feels like he's ripping through the minors and could probably arrive next year. So, you know, where, where do you even play Norby necessarily in this future good Orioles. So, um, you know, it might even be for the best for him to get traded and he can go somewhere where he's going to be, you know, a guy they wanted and have a spot for him to play immediately. And, uh, I mean, based on what he's doing at AAA for the last couple of months, it certainly seems like he should be, uh, be able to be up to that challenge wherever he ends up. Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com. Mark, uh, we're going to put you on the spot here. Can you think back to when Orioles were buyers at the deadline and and made a trade, and, and how did it end up working out? Uh, do any names come to mind? And as you think, I'll I'll go over some Braves. You know, Fred McGriff, one of my all-time favorites, was acquired uh, via trade. One that didn't work out for us was trading Elvis Andrews, uh, Neftali Feliz, and others to get Mark Teixeira, and that one did not go in the Braves' favor. And then just a couple years ago, they went a different route, and instead of bringing in, you know, monster names, they got Jorge Soler, uh, Jock Peterson, and Eddie Rosario, and that certainly worked out in the postseason for Atlanta. So instead of going for the big fish, they brought in some, uh, I don't know, small to medium-sized fish, and it worked. So how about the Orioles? Uh, you know, they've been kind of on the wrong side maybe of the deadline over the years, but do you remember any years where they brought in, uh, they were buyers, and, and how did it end up working out for them? Well, it depends on how generously you want to define buyers, because we can go back to like 2016 when the Orioles were in uh, wild card contention, 
and they ended up adding to the team by trading for Wade Miley, who that mm. year had a five ERA with the Mariners, and then the Orioles traded for him, and he had an ERA over six <laughs> with the Orioles. So that was uh, that was not a great trade. I think if you want to go to go back two years earlier, we're talking the 2014 when the Orioles led the uh, American League East for most of the season, the later part of the season especially, and they ended up trading for lefty reliever Andrew Miller um, in part so that other AL contenders, who they, like the one they ended up playing in the division series, the Tigers, could not trade for Miller. And they gave up left-handed pitching, then-pitching then prospect Eduardo Rodriguez, who has been pitching pretty well in the big leagues from 2015 onward. So that was, you know, that was a good player they gave up. They got a very good reliever in Miller, and Miller helped them secure the American League East. Miller not being on the Tigers helped the Orioles win that American League Division Series where the Tigers' bullpen um, just melted down in the first two games in uh, in Baltimore with the Orioles getting clutch late um, inning rallies to end up uh, sweeping. And that was the big series where every Tigers pitcher, starting pitcher, had a Cy Young under his belt. And Orioles swept him in three games. It didn't matter. Andrew Miller helped that happen. So that was nice. Um, I do hope if the Orioles make a trade for a rental, it doesn't sting quite as much uh, as giving up Eduardo Rodriguez did. But, yeah. I mean, as the saying goes, likes fly forever. At the moment, it feels like the Orioles are in a point where things are going pretty well and it's worth taking some chances. So, you know, I don't think they should trade last year's number one overall pick, Jackson Holiday, to get Shohei Otani or whatever. But, you know, the next tier of guys... Uh, if you can get somebody with Norby or with prospect Joey Ortiz or maybe some um, slightly lower-ranked guys, um, maybe even if it's really good, give up like a Kobe Mayo or a Heston Kerstad, who are also now pretty well-ranked um, Norfolk players on the AAA Norfolk roster. You know, if, if you can get somebody who's very good or also has like can be on the team in 2024, you know, they're in a position where it's worth thinking about all this stuff. And we got what... Um, I think 12 days until the deadline, 13. Um, so it, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited and nervous at the same time. So are you saying if you, you wouldn't put together a Jackson Holiday package to, to get Shohei Otani? Is, did I hear you right? Yeah, no, I, I, it, that one would hurt. <laughs> okay. Maybe my one untouchable for Otani. I, I, wow. I would, um, I would give up a lot of other guys. Um, you know, like probably a couple of the top 100s. Um, I got you. I'm not. I'm not doing holiday for him, but uh, I, I would. I would make. I would make a painful trade for me to get Otani. That would just be the craziest, most fun thing that's happened um, in my adult lifetime as an Orioles fan, certainly, and it hopefully would really set up. Uh, you know, a fun August, September, and beyond for the Orioles. Well, Mark, uh, I enjoyed this late July positive Orioles chat. I don't know if we've uh, we've had one with you since we've been having you on the show. So uh, hopefully they keep up the good work. Big series coming up. You can hear it this weekend on Pirate Radio against the Tampa Bay Rays. And Mark will catch up with you again in August and talk more O's baseball and see where you guys are at. 
That sounds great. Hopefully, we've uh, got some more fun stuff to talk about then. All right. Thank you, Mark. There he is. Mark Brown, CamdenChat.com, joining us here today on Pirate Radio Live. Baltimore has uh, has, has got – did you ever think when the Rays got off to that tremendous start that anybody would catch them in the AL East? The team to do it uh, is the Orioles, who are right now in first place, tied for first, and uh, percentage points, as Mark says, ahead of those Tampa Bay Rays. All right. Let's take a break. When we return, we'll talk to – a former Orioles fan, I guess, Maryland's own Josh Moylan, who uh, now his goal is to wear the pinstripes and beat the Orioles one day. We'll talk to the new uh, Yankees organizational player, Josh Moylan, former Pirate first baseman. When we return, Pirate Radio Live. Also, I got a giveaway for you as well. It's all ahead when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. <laughs> oh, I gave Josh Mullen the wrong number. Oh, brilliant. Thanks. He, he just, That's probably him right now. He just called a Chrysler dealership. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Josh is uh, going to call us here in a second. It's going to be weird because in Pat, like, Every week before last week, we would uh, I would start the interview with Josh saying, "Hey, how about them O's? First place." And now, like, he can't really talk about that anymore. So we'll talk about that and more. Also, uh, Danny Beal hanging out, Pirate Radio intern, intern Dan. Yeah, I still like calling him that. How you doing today, Danny? Good, good. Glad to be here. Glad to talk to Josh. See how he's doing in good old this great state of Florida. There, well, let's do that right now. I believe we got Josh Moulin joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Josh, how you doing, man? I'm good. This isn't the uh, Chrysler dealership. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to see. Uh, can we? What do we got to do to get you in a new car today, Josh? <laughs> I mean, gee, you're trying. <laughs> Sorry about that. I had a uh, one missed number and uh, almost led to a disaster, but we got you on the phone now. Josh, uh, first of all, congrats, man. First time talking to you since you have uh, signed a professional baseball contract. And can you just kind of, I guess, take us through what last week was like for you? Uh, Obviously frustrating. We thought we might hear your name called during the draft. It wasn't meant to be, uh, but you were picked up quickly after that. So kind of give us the, the timeline of events there, if you could. Yeah, well, uh, well, thank you, of course. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of crazy. I was sitting there watching the whole draft and kind of just waiting for that phone call. And then I actually got towards the end of the draft, and my dad and I were both like, "Ah, you know, let's, we don't really want to sit here because it was looking like nothing was going to happen." So uh, him and I, we actually went to the driving range. We were hitting some golf balls, and then uh, 
my agent called me and said we were working out uh, a deal with uh, the Yankees. And I was like, okay, just let me know, you know, keep me updated. And as soon as it was over, he shot me another call and said we ended up getting it done. So uh, now I'm a Yankee. It's a good way to take out some frustration, I guess. Uh, just driving some golf balls. Danny, uh, you, you were talking some uh, golf yesterday. Who's the best golfer on this past Pirate team, Danny? God, and where does Josh rank? That's tough. Josh Josh can really, really lean into it. He's a big guy, so he can hit it a ways. Um, Ryan McChrystal's pretty good. I give Tyler a hard time, but Tyler's pretty good, too. Um, I would say JC, Josh... Ryan and Tyler are probably the top four off the top of my head. The Josh. foursome you would want to yeah, see out I, there? I would say, yeah. Um, Josh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's probably the best four. Uh, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd probably put myself uh, ahead of guys like JC, but uh, I think McChrystal, he might edge me out there. He's uh, he's a pretty good golfer, but I'd, I'd say all time. I'd give uh, Bryson World some credit. I mean, obviously, we see, we've... Uh, seen him hit the baseballs pretty far but that guy when he gets into the driver it's uh pretty impressive yeah it'd be cool to have a long drive competition oh, with yeah. you uh you power hitters oh. out there all right so josh i gotta ask you this too josh we just talked to mark brown from camdenchat.com who was in the best mood he's ever been in since we've been having him on the show the last three to four years because the baltimore orioles are now tied for first place in the al east and before last week That'd be pretty exciting for you. And now you are trying to beat the Orioles. What's that like for you and your family with all that Orioles gear you've uh, accumulated your entire life? Uh, I mean, it was pretty crazy. Obviously, you know, when we first found out, we were very excited. But, of course, my dad, being who he is, and you know my dad, uh, first thing he says is, man, I got all this Orioles gear. I don't know if I can put some Yankee stuff on. (laughs) We should be pretty excited right now. And he's like, oh, I am, I am. But. I'm just dreading having to put that Yankees hat on. uh, We'll see if we can get him in some Yankees gear, but I know my whole family will still definitely be some Orioles fans. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Josh Moreland joining us. So, Josh, tell us uh, what you're uh, up to right now, as Danny said, down in the uh, the great state of Florida. So uh, tell us what you're up to. Uh, Well, besides sweating a ton every day, we've uh, we've been doing some, some pretty baseline workouts and Yesterday was actually our first day of a full day of workouts, no medical things or any of that. So that was good, and it, it's been good. I mean, we've been getting some hitting in, some defensive work, and some base running, but just a whole lot of stuff right now to kind of see where we are and then hopefully you know start playing some games here in the next week or so. Josh, um, how has one, obviously, like being down there and being around like new guys as much as you have been, like what's it been like interacting with guys, not only that have been free agents, but guys that initially like got drafted and what's it been like uh, being with them at, uh, right when you get down there? Oh, I mean, it's it's been great, you know, especially getting to, to meet some of these Spanish-speaking players. It's, it's pretty cool just to kind of understand how baseball is still pretty – similar to both of us even though we don't speak the same language or have the same background just to understand now like everybody there is just there to play some baseball but it's been great you know obviously i got to uh come down here with Groves, and he's still my roommate here so that's uh that's pretty cool to be able to take this on with him but it's been awesome meeting all these new people yeah, if I was Groves, I'd be saying, look, I'll sign with you guys, but only if you bring my boy Josh Moylan with me. Uh, we talked to him last week, and he was excited uh, not only to get drafted, obviously, but that uh, his old roommate could possibly still be his roommate. Uh, so we got a couple of Joshes there. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, we we got it all worked out. We're, we're roommates again, so uh, we'll we'll see how long we can keep that rolling. So we talked to Tyler Broad yesterday, and he said that maybe next week he could be uh, assigned a team and, and back on the field. How about uh, you, Josh? What do you think the rest of your summer looks like? Has it been mapped out for you yet, or is that still to come? Yeah, they haven't really given us anything specific as far as teams and being assigned yet. But they uh, they told us we're gonna you know start getting some live at bats here this next week or so, and then after that, we may be placed for kind of the end of season for some of the affiliates, but they said if not, it would be kind of a situation where we'd play with the complex league and, you know, kind of get our feet wet there, and then it would be all up to them as far as invitations for fall complex things or off-season work, so we'll uh, we'll see here uh, pretty soon. And Josh obviously uh, played a lot of first base at ECU, a very little amount of third base. And I remember you told us you were going to a, a workout and uh, they might try you in the outfield as well. So have you talked to anybody there about kind of your future, where they want you uh, defensively? Yeah, I mean, as, as of now, it's been first base and that's where I've been working out for all our defensive work. But talking with some of the uh, the uh, coaches here and all, I mean, definitely if I can play other positions, they want to give it a try. So We'll see that here soon, but as of now, it's just been a lot of first base. Jamie uh, on YouTube asking, have you talked to any Steinbrenners yet? Uh, no, I have not, but I have seen their offices. I've seen uh, at the – actually, the Tampa Tarpons, which is their low A, the stadium is George M. Steinbrenner Stadium. So that's pretty cool. And then they have uh, all the offices up top there. So I've seen some things. haven't really met any of them yet. And I guess, uh, and I don't know the geography that well, but you guys are always down in Clearwater, and you play against South Florida. So, I don't know, Josh, you familiar with the uh, the area around there at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I've been around here before, and Clearwater's only about 20 minutes down the road. So, when we get our off days, we've actually been going to the beach there. So, I'm definitely familiar with that area, being as though we've had our conference tournament there for three years. But, yeah, I'm pretty uh, pretty familiar with the area. Danny, if you throw a, a lot of innings one day and you know you're not going to be needed the next day, have you ever tried to hang out at the Tiki Bar during a conference tournament game? I have thought about it, certainly as much of us probably have, but we actually value our scholarships in our lives, so I think we would probably rather not do that <laughs> Fair in enough. the middle of a game, yeah. So. Right. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, and I, I know I've talked to Josh about it. Uh, what did you think about the sandwich gate and Josh Groves feeding the sandwich? What, what was your role in all that, so, Danny? So that was a weird experience for all of us to begin with because it was right at the beginning of the game. And there was a group of us that started down in the bullpen to begin the game. And we saw that the umpire had, you know, they were talking and had apparently thrown someone out. And initially we were like, oh, God, what did Josh say? Because <laughs> it's it's very – it comes unglued, especially in the conference room because everybody's playing for their season. So – we're like, okay, what did Josh say? And I think either a manager or a catcher came down to the bullpen and we're like, hey, what what happened? And he was like, Josh took a prop, quote-unquote prop, yeah. on the field and started feeding Star a sandwich. And they're like, what? Like, how can you throw someone out for that? Because they considered it a prop, and that was obviously the big thing this year was you couldn't use the, the cowboy hat or the birdhouse or anything like that this year, so you couldn't use a prop. And I guess they considered a sandwich a prop, which is outrageous to begin with. <laughs> uh, zone. Not the only Josh to get thrown out. Josh Moylan got thrown out after a game. Did you guys uh, rib him at all for that, Danny? We, I did. <laughs> we like we always give him a hard time because we, we he shows a lot of emotion, but we didn't even know it until post-game when we were meeting in the outfield. And obviously, everybody was pretty upset and animated after that game but we were like 
we didn't know what the ramifications ramifications right. of, of, what, of what it was but we were we were sad to see him get thrown out but it was kind of funny in the moment looking back on it we can laugh about it now yeah and still kind of crazy you get thrown out when a game's over right josh oh yeah definitely uh definitely pretty crazy but the good news about that is down here i believe i'm allowed to challenge calls if i disagree so i don't think there will be any uh lines being drawn and hopefully no ejections do <laughs> Well, and we, I have joked about it with you. I don't know how many times you've gone down in account, Josh, because of an outside fastball that didn't catch any black but was called a strike. And you tried to look as focused as possible, but I'd see you kind of shrug or roll the eyes. But, yeah, now uh, maybe maybe in the pros you'll get more of them calls, hopefully, as a hitter. Hey, hopefully. <laughs> uh, talking to Josh Moylan, Jamie uh, on YouTube said Josh is just an artist. He was just drawing in the batter's box, but <laughs> unfortunately, uh, that is uh, not permitted. Uh, did you guys have any battles at all? Uh, Purple Gold World Series, fall. How, how'd you do against him, Danny? As far as I can remember, I'm pretty sure he kind of owned me. I do, I do vividly remember having one strikeout against him because he was not happy at the strike call that he got. <laughs> it was a call strike three, but I think overall he kind of owned me, which deservedly so. So even your own teammate you were getting bad calls, Josh, <laughs> in the batter's box? Oh, uh, well, it's, you know, in those kind of situations, it's tough because we either don't have an umpire or we do have umpires that are there for a scrimmage and are trying to get out of there pretty quick. So sometimes it's uh, it's a little tougher in the fall. But, yeah, honestly, I think uh, I can only really remember two at-bats with Danny. And like you said, he got me on one. But I do remember a little backside single I hit off him, so I do recall that one. But uh, as far as the rest, I'm not really sure. Josh, so I was actually asked, I can't remember who by yesterday, but they were asked that um, what is the motive and the reasoning why behind the nickname Big Crank? And I know you know why. I don't know if you want to go through with the, the backstory, but it was, it, was, it was a question that we were all curious about. So former ECU baseball player Garrett Chandler was a really good friend of mine, still is, but was a really good friend of mine when he was on the team. And... Yeah, I guess it was something he had done in high school. Him and Carson wasn't home, went to the same high school, so they uh, they could probably tell you a little more about that. But it was a, kind of a team thing they did in high school, and it kind of caught on with me, and that's just kind of how it went from there. And then my summer team eventually started calling me that, and then after that it just kind of took off. But that's, uh, that's what a lot of people know me as now. Innocent enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anything um, else, Danny? I'm actually curious. I've always wondered because you've had a lot of big moments in a pirate uniform, whether it be the lighter home run when we were freshmen or the home run against UVA last year, the numerous base hits or whatever it was. But off the top of your head, what's the best and most enjoyable moment, whether it be at home or on the road you've had while you were here? Uh, I mean, I think think the best moments have definitely been as far as not personal, but winning those regionals and even hosting a super regional. I mean, those those are things you, I I don't think I'll obviously ever do again, but that we might ever see again with East Carolina baseball. I mean, it's crazy to have that kind of atmosphere and the fans there, but I think, uh, I think the coolest thing for a personal uh, moment is uh, honestly this year against Campbell. I think that home run I hit there just remembering rounding the bases and not really hearing anything. It was so loud and, I was so happy it happened that I really don't even remember much of rounding the bases, but I do remember when I crossed home plate, there was a warning issued for excessive celebration, which <laughs> a three-run home run to tie the game. I don't know how anything could be excessive at that point, but 
Yeah, I do remember that. But um, another another uh, example of umpires not being on my side. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I I mean that was probably the biggest moment for me. Obviously, it stinks the result of the game, but there's been so many great moments with the team and all that it's it's really hard to just pick one. A couple more, Josh, and we'll let you run. Who uh, Cam Clunch comes to mind? But but who else? Uh, I, I saw the roster, the summer roster for ECU baseball as Jacob Jenkins Coward uh, first base slash outfield. So as Danny shakes his head, uh, but Josh, uh, what does the first base position look like without Josh Moylan in the future for ECU? Yeah, I mean, I know whoever's going to play there is going to do a great job. I mean, we work too hard on defensive work as far as first base, and the bats will take care of themselves. But obviously, you know, Clonch is the first one that comes to mind. I, I think he's been waiting a little while to get his chance, and I think it's just his year to, you know, go out and have a really great season. But also, Carter Cunningham was another guy who I think can really play first base. I know he played a good amount in the fall, and he even played a little bit my sophomore year at the beginning of the year, and I know he's a guy that can definitely do it. So, as far as trying to get all the bats in the lineup, one of them will have to play there, and we'll see who's DHing or playing right field. And I got to ask you, Josh, a new first baseman for the Pirates next year, new third baseman for the Pirates next year, Alec Makarevich entering the transfer portal. Uh, were you surprised to see that news? Uh, yeah, I was. I was pretty shocked. I mean, I obviously, I you know, there had to have been something behind closed doors that we don't know about, but it is what it is, and. You know, I'd, I'm happy for him to be able to go wherever he thinks is the best for him, and that's great because, I mean, Amac's always been a great guy to me, and I know he's been great to all our fans and anybody who supports him. But, you know, I'm happy for him to go and really have a chance to, you know, just continue to play his last year of eligibility. And we are looking forward to rooting you on, Josh, and uh, I hope you have a lot of success down there. And it's still uh, it's weird even for me, and I'm not a O's fan, but to have a, a Baltimore guy uh, hoping to, to wear the pinstripes one day. But good luck to, uh, to both Joshes down there, and we'll keep in touch and let us know uh, your moves and uh, when we can see you back on the field. Oh, I definitely will, and I, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, there is Josh Moylan joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. And uh, we got to know him a little bit, Danny, obviously not as much as you do, but just seems like a great dude. I don't know why the umps picked on him all the time. Seems like a great guy, but uh, really rooting for him. And uh, he has earned his spot there in professional baseball. No, I'm excited. He's he's earned everything he's gotten. Obviously, he had a tremendous freshman year coming in and hitting – you know, as well as he did in playing defense in a, in a role where it was a very top-heavy lineup in terms of everybody coming back from Corona and stuff. So you had a very old, old team there, and he found his way in the lineup and performed pretty well. And then obviously battling last year in terms yeah. of the fact is, you know, his year wasn't great and battling a bunch of mental issues and then coming back this year. And having the year he had was awesome for us. Obviously, he was a staple in the back end of the lineup towards the back end of the year. And it was it was nice to see him actually get his chance in the pro ball because we all know he earned it and deserved it. So it was, it was nice to see for sure. His line, I've said it a million times during the season, he said at media day back in January, February, before it all started, he said, last year I felt like that I'd wake up and say, I got to go to the field. And and he says, this year I'm looking at it as I get to go to the field, like to to appreciate what you got. And I thought that was a tremendous mindset. And I think it had something to do with the numbers improving uh, because he was awesome this uh, last season. Yeah, I feel like if, when you're a freshman, you're so giddy. And I think that's what kind of helped all of us excel when we were freshmen. It was like, you're so ready to go. You're ready to play games and all this stuff. And then when you kind of get into the middle of your tenure, it's kind of just you're kind of going through the motions. You're just you have to go to the field like you were saying 
and you're just up showing up and not really going through what you need to do every day. And then when you get back towards, you know, this could be my, potentially my last year when it, his situation, it was like, all right, it's, you know, it's no regrets. It's balls to the wall. I got to put everything out on the line here and play for my team. So. Danny Bill joining us, uh, intern and front runner for 2024 Mustache March champion. That's right. My that's right. goodness. I've had a tough go of it lately. I've, freshman year, I was up with Matt Bridges, who had a really, really good stash. And then the last couple of years, I've kind of gotten hosed. But, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm coming for the crown this year. I think I've earned it. All right. He's coming forward. Watch out, uh, Jacob Jenkins Coward. That's and, right. Uh, all you other mustachioed men on the baseball team. All right. Let's open up the booty bag, Shirley Rhodes. We got to give some. Something away, away, away on a Wednesday. Give it away, give it away, give it away. Yeah, sound the voice of an angel. What are we giving away today, Shirley? Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> I just love that part. Just something awesome. I can't believe Anthony Kiedis agreed to do that for us. It's great. <laughs> How about a uh, a shrimp taco lunch, courtesy of Chico? Oh, man, that is a good one. What caller uh, number are we looking for? Eight. Caller eight, 317-1250. We're back with more Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington has everything you need for game day or any other day for men and women. Whether it's dress, casual, or even a formal occasion, Russell's has you covered. They've served Eastern North Carolina and beyond for 40 years with quality clothing and personal service. Russell's Clothing on Main Street in downtown Washington. Pirates supporting pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Ryder Giles used to give me picks for the majors. Danny, you got a, a pick for the British right. Open beginning Thursday? I actually do. Kepka. I'm thinking Kepka this weekend. I he know, rises to the occasion. I know that might be bold, but he's played well in every single major he's gotten to play in this year. I'm thinking Kepka. All right, there you go. There is your ECU baseball golf pick, uh, continuing the tradition. And Ryder did give me a winner earlier this year. When uh, did John Rahm win a major? Uh, I, don't think he, I don't think he's won one this year. Who did he give me earlier? Either way, now I forget. I'm not a huge golf person. Uh, and intern Micah hanging out as well, Micah Dennis. And we were talking about the movie. So, first of all, why is this Barbie thing popular? Is Barbie still popular? I think... I'm asking the wrong people here. <laughs> I don't know why I'm turning to Glenn. But I mean, so I'm gonna, I'll go see it. Why? <laughs> because I find the premise interesting. Which is what? That she's some sort of like government experiment and they put her in this world and then she escapes that world and comes out into the real world. So it's like a Westworld type thing. Did not Okay, you're trying to sell me now. Yes. Did not have them on on my bingo card today thinking you Barbie was going to be interesting. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to do both. I want to see both movies. I heard you say in what? Barbenheimer. So Micah, you're a a movie goer. Are you going to be seeing any one of these new flicks? I don't know about Barbie. Um, I heard it's supposed to be really good. Right. I heard a lot like, of people are seeing it. It's a good director. 
it's and it's well done. Mm-hmm. Good cast. Good, yeah, yes, good cast. The cast is good. Like it, all the parts of it seem yeah. to make a good movie, an interesting movie. Yeah, I'll go watch it. Anything in the theater right now that you want to see? You're looking forward to? My parents the other day said that Mission Impossible were re- was really really good. That's, yeah, I've heard nothing I bad about seen that, any yeah. of those. So I should probably start way back <laughs> before I watch this one. I guess they said that some of the stunts that Tom Cruise does are just like how is he still doing this it's at the age jaw dropping? Yeah, insane. Yeah. So it's truly jaw dropping. Yeah, I like Mission Impossible and Spider Man. Do you ever just go and then pick a movie when you're there? Like, or do you always have a movie in mind? I always have a movie in mind. Okay, I'm just always curious. watching new movies, yeah. so like right. kind of like event based. Like if a movie's coming out, like I get hype about it. Yeah, and want yeah. to go see it. Now, when I was younger, I used to love the blockbusters. Like uh, the summer, movies. I always bring up Jurassic Park, but like yeah. Independence Day, mm. yes. that was huge in the nineties. Twister was Twister oh, was humongous. big in the nineties. We got cows. So like <laughs> when, when you think of summer yeah. blockbuster, what comes to mind for you? Mm. I don't know. Something about action movies I right. love during the summer. Yeah. Like, I don't know. For y'all, it's got to be like the Avengers movies. Yeah. All of them. I remember back in Daniel Craig's prime, the Bond movies were huge big, when big they would come movies. out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Not a big Bond guy? Not a Bond guy. Really? Wow. Not a Bond guy? Not a Mission Impossible guy? What about John Wick? You know, Ooh, I've, I've those seen are great that. movies. That's a good one. I've seen the first one. That's it? Really? Well, I've heard they're all the same, right? He I just mean, yeah, kicks people. It's, it's still awesome. It's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's the same stuff over and over. I mean, cool. he comes up with inventive ways to kill people. It's, it's, it's exactly. It's very interesting. It's mm-hmm. like those little grids where it's like pick three guys out of these nine guys to be in your team in a fight. It's like John Wick, <laughs> James Bond, and like, I don't know. Like, it's just it, John Wick's got to be the first answer every time. All right. Um, I, I need to get on that. Yeah. It's impressive that he learned all that like close quarters combat oh stuff, yeah. like with the guns and that. And just the hand play is it's so it's so cool. Are we talking Keanu Reeves right yes. now? Yes, yes. I think it's impressive he's still getting it done. I mean, he was like the Matrix was nineteen ninety nine, right? Wild stuff. So like, yeah, it's a long time ago. Yeah, still doing it. Those people aren't even dudes anymore. Micah, give me a movie recommendation you've seen in the last year or so that I probably haven't seen. Let's spend near. Avatar. Okay, so I, I don't know if you heard. I'm trying to watch that with my daughter, mm-hmm. and it's so freaking long. It's okay, uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's long, but I like Avatar. Yeah. I really like Avatar. I like the new characters. I like the different um like conceptually. You, you like it, like yeah. the story. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they brought new. I don't know how you call it, tribes. I guess yeah. In the movie. I thought that was really yeah. The cool. water yeah. tribe now. I my daughter that. is into it. We just we got to finish the thing. Right. How about you, Danny? What do you I, got for me? Like. I, don't, I don't know. Avatars just always turned me off a little bit. I, even when the first one came out when I was, I guess, younger, I just, I never really appreciated it. I never saw it because I was just like, yeah, it's too long. I'm not, there's no way I'm sitting through this whole thing and enjoying it. It was but kind of like Oppenheimer in the opposite way, like where it was like, it's supposed to be like a big experience movie. Like you're supposed to see it in the yeah. theater. All right. Well, uh, we got to take another break. We'll come back. We'll get it ready to wrap it up here. Great to have y'all here with us. And I hope you're enjoying your time. We'll uh, be back to wrap it up here on a Wednesday. Got a huge Thursday show coming up. We'll tell you who's going to be a part of that when we return after these words. Ain't got no regrets. I ain't losing track of which way I'm going. I ain't got no... 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a good day for the stock market again today. The Dow was up 109 points, closed out at 35,061. The NASDAQ was up 4 points at 14,358. The S&P was ahead 10 points at 4,565. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. All right, uh, folks want to see me and Glenn go to Barbie, to the theater to see Barbie. Here's what I want. I want to see Ken. Where's Ken? Ken is in the movie. Uh, no, no. I want Ken to have his own movie. <laughs> I need something to get upset about that is completely ridiculous, and this is my new thing. I want a Ken movie. <laughs> Who's with me? It's a bold Micah yeah. and Danny are with me. Uh, maybe not. All right. Uh, enjoyed y'all's time. We'll see you tomorrow. Yep. yep. I'm hearing potentially a Name That Sound intern edition. Micah and uh, Danny possibly squaring off on Thursday. Someone's got to be the first winner. <laughs> That's correct. So I uh, might have that coming your way. We got Phil Steele, the college football guru, coming your way on Thursday. Uh, trying to hook up with Landon Ginn as well, if we can. Uh, that'll be fun, Danny. So I uh, got a big show coming up Thursday, 3 o'clock. We will talk to you then. For the crew here, I'm Clip Rock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.